business. My name is Yadu from the south side of India and welcome to Machan vs. the World podcast. I've been lucky enough to be studying at a university in Moscow with students from across the world. I want to use this opportunity to learn more about the different peoples through their stories. Join me on this journey across the world through stories told by the people that have lived them. With me, you're Machan. That means bro in South Indian languages. I hope you learned something new with me today. Three, two, one, and we're live. Paiman, <laughs> welcome to Machanos of the World, Season 2, Episode 1. I'd like to thank you first for taking the time to come here because I've been wanting to do this episode for so long. And as you can see, we got a studio now, we got some professional equipment, we got a camera, and Good we are going to be on here. YouTube. I'm sorry? Good mic here. Good mic here, definitely. <laughs> And this episode has been requested by so many people and there's so many people eagerly waiting to hear about this. And as anyone can guess, with the way I presented it right now, Paiman is from Afghanistan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, man. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me today here. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm so excited too. Like, uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm nervous. You can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. It's like I'm taking the interview. Yeah, you. <laughs> dude, you're so chill. <laughs> Why are you so, you're so chill with this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited how like people want me to answer the questions. They yeah, answer, like, there will be questions and stuff. Exactly. Lo- lots of people are waiting to hear about yeah. you. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, and you're yeah. ready for it. <laughs> so let's start. So how long have you been in Russia, Paiman? Well, um, I'm here for like this year. It will be like almost six years I'm here. Six years? Yeah. And what brought you to Russia? What, what? Why did you come to Russia? Well, actually, this is the question that is not your first time you're asking and it's not my first time answering this question. I know, but the audience <laughs> wants to know, mate. <laughs> and let me answer because it's so uh, like... Uh, I'd say like it's so uh, um, when I finished the school, like uh, when you finish the school with the higher degrees, like in Afghanistan, when you have like like a smart guy or something like you have high points in school, uh-huh. then the government offers you to uh, get the scholarships. Okay. Like there are different countries. They offer scholarship for those who finish school. Right. Uh, I had higher degrees there and uh, that time, I don't know, something was not that uh, fine with the government and stuff. They did not offer me scholarship, and I studied in Afghanistan, like uh, for like uh, uh, IT. Ah, okay. I have one bachelor degree in Af- from Afghanistan too. Okay. I did not study full, but the uh, two years I studied and two years old, I studied online, but I got the degree. Mm-hmm. And after two years, they offered me like uh, to study in India. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know which city they offered you? Which university? Uh, Bangalore, I guess. <gasps> oh my God, dude, Bangalore. <laughs> If you my come friend, to India. my classmate, they went to Bangalore oh and I, I didn't because I was in India once. Wow, what to, were you doing in India? Uh, just I went with my brother for like uh, India, you know, we have good relationships with Afghanistan. Like, Afghans, they love India. I know, there's like everything there. India is something like part of culture there. Yeah, it's like you cannot just uh, find it. But India is like you don't have to just think about India as an another country. We are like that close that we want to go to. For example, you want to go from Mumbai to Goa or from Goa to uh, Delhi, something. It's the same with us too. We're going to India. Oh, yeah, all right. Fun. Really? Fun. It's like uh, India is, uh, we're so close that we uh, assume as uh, going somewhere 
which is ours, like uh, close to heart. Oh right? my God, dude. But so, let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. No Indian is going to say, man, I'm just going to go head over to Kabul or Kandahar. <laughs> well, for <laughs> obvious for reasons, vacation. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But one, they, they were sometimes and historically, yeah. which was that yeah. time. We will talk about it. We will talk about it. Yeah. And uh, I was there and I, I was in Mumbai, uh, Goa and Delhi. Damn. So then I say like, okay, India, I saw India. Uh, the second choice was Turkey uh. and the third choice was Russia. Uh, Turkey, I say like I studied a lot about Turkey and uh, Turkish friends of mine and uh, those who studied there. Turkey is so beautiful. Like uh, it's, you know, like uh, about Turkey, I will tell you it's like an uh, open museum. Like if you see true everything like history, everything starts here. Going there as a tourist, it's so good. Like the first place I will choose, it will be like mm. Turkey. But being there for four years or five years, uh, it will get boring, but I don't want Turkey to get bored. Oh, (laughs) you want to keep it special. Yeah. Russia, like uh, for studying for four years, it was a best choice because for exploring Russia, for because when you're uh, from Eastern countries, you don't know much about Russia. True. The only thing you know is like Putin is always like Putin, the good leader. Putin, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and... Khabib and uh, he got <laughs> yeah. famous nowadays. Recently. But before, like, it's so cold, uh, Putin is the president. These yeah. are the two things which you and uh, all Afghans know about it. Nothing else. And beautiful girls. Same for India. <laughs> <laughs> girls, are, yeah. uh, that's a contentious <laughs> question, but still. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, and also, like, my uh, brother was here in Russia uh-huh. for 10 years, then he went to Canada. My father had like uh, his master's degree from, uh, de- mm. then uh, that time it was like uh, Leningrad, now it's St. Petersburg, he got the degree. St. Petersburg there. State University. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it was, for me, it was like something which was closer. And you had connections already yeah. to Russia. So I chose Russia to mm. That's what it brought me here. <laughs> Damn. And uh, you said you studied IT in Afghanistan, and then you moved to Russia to St. Petersburg, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I studied like the language in Pskov, then I started like studying in... Uh, what did you study? Economics. Economics, I okay. studied like uh, financial uh, management. Okay. It was like... Uh, uh, when I came to like Pskov, first I like arrived to Moscow, I had nobody to study with me in Pskov. Pskov is a very small city. I don't like, know where it is. Honestly. You, <laughs> Pskov is a city which is located between in the border of Latvia, Estonia, and Belarus. Wow. It's near to St. Petersburg, like Tia was okay. from St. Petersburg. Okay. And uh, it's a really small town, beautiful historical town. If you study history, Pskov is every page of uh, Russia's history. Why? What significance because happened there? Because uh, uh, Pskov, uh, there's a big uh, written there also, like the Russia starts from Pskov. The start of Russia from uh, in Eastern, what context? What important is, event happened? Okay, um, all the events like historical events, war with the Finland, uh-huh. war with the like uh, uh, the Second World War uh-huh. with uh, Germany, all these stuffs. It starts from Pskov. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, everything is from there. So that's like the starting point for anyone who wants to invade Russia. It's the starting point. <laughs> yeah, all the time it was like Russia was so important for. Uh, even if it's Alexander uh, Makedonsky or something like, no, Alexander Nevsky. Uh-huh, Nevsky, yeah. you know, like, Nevsky is located, there's a big monument of yeah. uh, Alexander Nevsky uh-huh. in Pskov. Oh. Because he is from that moment. In that time, it's called uh, Novgorod. 
Ah uh, yeah, Novgorod, Novgorod and Pskov. Are are the same? Like uh, uh, that time it was the same, but now they are different, different. provinces. Ah, understood. So that and the town is so historical and a little bit. It's not like that modernized like mm-hmm. Moscow. So first I arrived to Moscow, and then I saw like Moscow. Wow, it's so good. And I went to Pskov, and then I was like, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> is this like really Russia? To, <laughs> is this really Russia? But really, it is the real Russia. I I know. I know. Because when you want to study the culture and uh, and the people are more open people, to you. If yeah. I'm if I can if I make a guess from my travels mm-hmm. around Russia, and you go to like small provincial towns, people mm-hmm. have more cuteness about where you're exactly. from. Exactly. You then you will see the real uh, reality of exactly. people, how the people are. Exactly. Because in the cities, big cities, you will like all the people are so busy. Yeah. They're not open to open conversation. any conversation, yeah. anything you want. But there, no, you you can just uh, go. I went to a lot of like the uh, Russians that they never been to the center of their own city, the center of Pskov. Wow. But they were living in that village or something for whole life, and they never been to Moscow. Like most of them, they never been to Moscow. They do never you know, saw like only thing. Do you know the craziest thing that I learned about Russians? There are Russians who have never seen the sea. Exactly, it is. And <laughs> for a guy from the south coast of India, mm-hmm. it's unimaginable to meet a person <laughs> who's never seen the sea. Because that's the imagination we always have yeah. from a country, and you you don't expect know about everyone it, yeah. to be the same. Yeah. And for the Russians, it, they find it impossible that someone has never seen snowfall. I never seen snowfall until I came to exactly. Russia, and they're like, "Holy shit! You never seen snowfall?" They're like, <laughs> "How is it possible?" And that's that, you know, cultural assumption we kind of generalize for everybody based on where exactly from. like uh, about the culture is a different theory of mine. Like I say, uh, Russians they are like uh, even the language. It's uh, the cold and stuff. They change their behavior. It's it's uh, it's a truth. Like uh, how the like uh, the nature change the nature of a human or True. animal something True. like that True. and how it is like they were always like snow everything and they expect everything in the world to be the same and that's uh, right because uh, when i raised in afghanistan i was thinking like everywhere is the mountain but here <laughs> I, i don't see any mountain like True. here it's, it's like flat flat everywhere and i'm missing you miss mountains yeah mountains yeah <laughs> like three years and i've been to afghanistan like uh-huh. And also not the cities where are mountains in Russia. So where exactly from in Afghanistan? I'm from Kabul, the capital city, and uh, Kabuljan. <laughs> Kabuljan, dude. There's this. Uh, so from an in- from an Indian perspective, <laughs> in school we learned this Ravindranath Tagore short story called uh, Kabuliwala. Kabuliwala. Uh, Kabuliwala. You know yeah. that story, right? <laughs> that's how we get to know. That's the only time in our school where we get to know about uh, Afghanistan. And the Kabuliwala is basically the story of a person from Kabul who comes mm-hmm. to sell uh, I think dates and dry mm-hmm. fruits and he forms this friendship with this mm-hmm. small girl and it and then what happens then he leaves and then he does some crime he gets arrested then he comes back and then he finds this small girl all grown up and re- and um ready to marry mm-hmm. and this Kabuliwala is basically like an immigrant in India mm-hmm. kind of imagines his daughter to be this Go mm. and for us it was like wow this is quite it was a really good story by Tagore <laughs> and that's is, how and... that's how as an Indian mm-hmm. we get to know at least a positive thing about Afghanistan and Kabul because uh, all the other part we don't get to hear a lot of good things about Kabul or mm-hmm. Afghanistan but we are gonna change that today we're gonna listen to some <laughs> yeah exactly because uh, it's uh, you know what uh, it's the media and all these stuffs. You see, like we always, a lot of time we spend watching TV or like, uh, like uh, our smartphones or something like social media, 
and we see and that's how we explore uh, in other countries and that's the only way we do it uh, and also like in the internet the like biography or like the view that image that it, it shows to the world of Afghanistan it's like all is war exactly and it's uh, also like it's a part of history and it is right what is going on and what was happening and what is happening it's true but uh, beside that it's not always uh, being in a war and all not always like dear Afghanistan is like the location where geographically it's located it's uh, so important and so beautiful mm. we have deserts we have mountains we have places which is like colder than Russia wow we have places which uh, which is like maybe hotter than some part <laughs> of uh, uh, India really and it's like the, it never snows there it never rains there it's like always uh, like uh, summer like it, it, it is a, a city called Nangrahar Mm-hmm. We call it Hamisha Bahar, which means always uh, like. Uh, like uh, Bahar um, means dry. No, it's, it's spring. Spring. Ah. Yeah. Negrahar Hamisha Bahar means the uh, Negrahar always spring. Oh. Like in Negrahar, it was. It's always like spring. The city. The, uh, it's so beautiful. It's always green there. Wow. And there are places which is always white because it snows. All it the always snows. It's called Salang. Salang is a place uh, like. Uh, the higher than level of the sea is so uh-huh. high like I, I guess it's 3000 or 2000 something like that okay and it's all so cold there and it's always snowing and that's the like the these things uh, all the world don't know about it and if you see the videos i, I can show you share with you and the uh, stuff when you come to afghanistan like we start war because of our hospitality like uh, if you study about wars with after 9/11 stuff wait 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 what, what do you mean we start wars with our hospitality yeah uh, because um, i will come back to, to that okay we'll uh, yeah, we'll go in good. order we'll yeah, get back we'll, to that we have time <laughs> yeah, we have to, yes and, but uh, uh, if that's i may the main point like uh, there are lots of uh, things people don't know about it yeah. the only thing is like you watch video that's that's what media shows to them and that's what the image creates on your um, mind and you just perspect only one thing about it i i i i guess it's all right because that's what we imagine like if i tell you about and uh, the word africa you will just think about the jungle or desert like there are lions going on lion but king. there are yeah lion king and stuff like that and uh, about if i told you russia and you just think about the snow and stuff that's what's in my mind too i'm not like telling it's people are wrong it's they're right because what it shows uh, always like and you see hollywood movies or something yeah. it's, it's always like they're so aggressive they're so like uh, the mafia is always there yeah. and they always know but no they have a summer they have beautiful places you, you see that they are so kind people out there too yeah. uh, and so uh, like open country to everything you can say anything you want but in media we shows russia is so if you say something about putin you you get arrested True. all right and higher political level it is right but uh, in daily basis you can do anything you want and there are such good uh, atmosphere which you can do whatever you want that's the th- this is the thing that you uh, we don't have this possibilities to show up to the world and we are not that uh, free to do that things uh, because we don't have the opportunities to show the world the the real point or like the real view of afghanistan to the but world. through this podcast we are going to show yeah. the real view of <laughs> afghanistan but uh, let's finish up with you so You're in Rudin right now. You yeah. just joined Rudin. Yeah. How's it been? Uh, How's this Rudin treat? How's Rudin been treating you? <laughs> Rudin is fine. Uh, I chose Rudin because like uh, I needed to come to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I needed to like uh, not study in one city and be there for. You were always. in Petersburg before this, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that's why, like, from here it was fine for me, and I wanted to come here. And when I asked, like, which uh, university will be fine, they, uh, the the old recommendation was Rodin, because they are um, international students, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I want to communicate with more, not only Russians but the people from uh, around the world and uh, talk about different topics that we are talking these things this 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 is what it, uh, today which I'm not nervous and so excited for it is this is the thing that I really wanted to to talk about people about their uh, that's really like, good man uh, and cultures and stuff because if you if you don't have opportunity to go to that country you find a person from that's, that that's person a, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast like, is because of that yeah <laughs> and uh, uh, talk about him like uh, how it is how it's going on and then you'll just imagine yourself being to that country and you know like I, I have a friend from Greece uh, she's married now she's uh, what uh, she married to a Russian guy and now they're living there we talked about uh, a lot like about Greece and me, and me talking about Afghanistan and stuff and now you know what I'm there's like feeling that I was there ah because we talked about it that much that now I already with somebody I see from Greece and it's like so excited to talk about him like oh you know about these things <laughs> and there are things that maybe they don't know about it but we talked about exactly. it and researched about it it's like uh, if I'm not being there it's like talking to, to somebody to somebody from it's like uh, one of it's almost like 50% percent being know, there yeah <laughs> dude during the hitchhiking trip which I was on <laughs> I met there's this uh, Russian Republic called Severnaya Setia North mm-hmm. Setia and I did a podcast about it with mm-hmm. uh, Vlada and I went and met a guy on the street which had the flag of Severnaya Setia yeah? and mm-hmm. I remember it from my research so I went up to him and was like hey bro are you from Severnaya Setia and I was like mind blown that <laughs> a inestrance of a foreigner actually knows about his small republic and a lot of Russians don't know where Severnaya Setia is so you kind of get that feeling of yeah. being able to connect with people much more when you talk to them like that and Ruden trust me is the best place for it yeah exactly I don't think you'll find any other I, 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 I say it with almost 100% confidence that you won't find any other university where you'll have so many different people from so exactly, many different countries yeah. together and being able to talk about each other. Yeah, it's like uh, that's what brought me here too. That's what brought here. So, uh, let's get to Afghanistan. And uh, usually how I do the podcast is I usually go start with a little bit of history and mm-hmm. then we'll build on from there and you can bring a little bit of culture and everything into it. But first question I have for the, you today is right. so he gave me this <laughs> pretty cool scarf. Explain to me what is this? What's it called? When do you wear it? Who wears it? Well, uh, it's a scarf which exactly the scarf is like uh, the same as Arabic uh, also like Arabic people from uh, Jordan and uh, Syria, uh, they also wear the same color. It's like usually black and white. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, I guess it came from there too. But uh, usually in the nowadays, uh, a lot of people wear this too. Like it's like in Afghanistan, uh, it gets in summer, it's so like uh, dusty there and you ah, can discover your face. And also it. we are Muslims and you can use it as like a, uh, somewhere like to pray. Ah, mat for namaz. Uh, yeah, for namaz, and uh, it's uh, pretty useful. Thing. It is pretty useful, man. <laughs> it's like you know, it. you can think of a few things. Like if I have like some fruits or something, I can tie it. Exactly. Out. Yeah, you tie it and you yeah. put it. And you <laughs> Dude, get me one next time you go back home. That's for you. Yeah, exactly. oh, you see this? Yeah. 
Dude, this is what I love Afghanistan. I, dude, this is a pretty cool scout, man. Actually, I wanted something else to do. It's like that thing. Ah, uh, the, the turban. Star, we call it, yeah, the turban. But uh, it takes a lot of time to fix uh, it. Dude, and so, dude, I'm yeah. lazy. Dude, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate the gift. Dude, this is so cool. <laughs> I've, been, I've been wanting this for such a long time. I asked my yeah. friend from Lebanon to get it, but he didn't come back. So I'm so thankful. The universe finally gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, man. And... The thing with Afghanistan is, like, it's very nuanced. The history is very long, very deep, very diverse. And most people's idea of Afghanistan confirms to what happened post 9-11. Mm-hmm. So let us rewind back in history mm-hmm. and look at Afghanistan and we'll talk about that. For me, Afghanistan is really interesting historically because a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people mm-hmm. came together and formed this mix of a culture which is very unique. And I say this because while doing my research, I heard that, I read that Alexander the Great came. Yeah. He brought in the Greek culture there. Yeah. There were the Persian culture coming in from mm-hmm. Iran. The Mongols came, yeah. brought in their culture. The Indians, Chandragupta, Mayura and all these Northern mm-hmm. Indian powers came there and they brought in their own culture mm-hmm. Islam came had yes. its own effect on it and that makes Afghanistan a very multicultural very unique exactly. environment so where do you want to be and where do you want to start begin to talk about your history uh, well <laughs> the brief history as you say like the uh, Alexander was there and how is he considered Alexander the Great in Afghanistan? Well, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. What, how do you guys call him? Alexander the Great is his English name. Mm-hmm. Does he have like a, a name in your language? Uh, it's uh, Alexander. The word Alexander is the same, but instead of the Great, we call it Alexand- Alexander uh, Bozork. Ah. Bozork means big. Also, the Great means. Okay. It's the same thing, but the Great uh, we translate to the word uh, Dari from Dari. Uh-huh. Uh That's. It was like part of history and we have our own history about it. And we, I know like that, so something like he brought it because it's every conqueror does the same. He conquers the country and mm-hmm. brought his own uh, culture there. And what it uh, brought it the same. And uh, it's a part of history. You cannot just change it. You cannot just erase it or something like it. How is it considered? As it it, was you you used the word conqueror mm-hmm. and not like um, king or such. But Alexander the Great was a conqueror in the sense because he he was only alive for, what, 38 years? Mm-hmm. And he just went conquering all the way to the border with exactly, India. Okay. And then he went back and died in Alexandria in Egypt, I believe. Yeah, uh, he conquered. Why? Because Afghanistan is a country who never accept any conqueror. Even if it's like a... uh, The graveyard of empires. The graveyard of empires. Like uh, all these things, like Alexander tried, the Mongols came. and The the, British. The British. The Russians. The Russians. And now the Americans. The Americans. NATO. (laughs) (laughs) So this is like in Afghan's blood, it's something like they never uh, accept something like... It's part of your identity that this part of area can Mm -hmm. be conquered by anyone from the outside. Anything. Like you cannot conquer him. Like uh, if by force... Never, mm. like, uh, like, we always lose a war by uh, like softness. I like still didn't like... understand that, but we'll talk about it a little bit later into your history. Mm-hmm. But the influence of Alexander and mm-hmm. the Bactria, mm-hmm. Bactrio Greek empires or kingdoms which mm-hmm. were there, it's really interesting because 
from an Indian perspective and from like an mm-hmm. Eastern perspective, this was where two great cultures came together. Mm-hmm. The Greek as well as the in later stages Buddhist culture. So in a form of Buddhism called Greco Buddhism developed mm-hmm. where they have Buddha and mm-hmm. Greek gods like Ionysus and one other god which name I forgot. And the architecture has two two things combined together which makes it really interesting if you're a history nerd mm-hmm. to see the historical relevance in Afghanistan of that period. Exactly. We still have this uh, a lot of uh, like uh, things we have this uh, uh, how does it call like that uh, money from mm-hmm. that uh, time. the coin the coins of that time yeah. uh, we still we can find it and uh, it's called uh, to the uh, we still like uh, you know what the in Central Bank of Afghanistan we have this uh, Uh, sign of like the Central Bank of Afghanistan, which uh, uh, and that late time we just uh, uh, it's actually written in Greek, something like really. Small. It means right, the, yeah, the, that's so curious. Mm-hmm. Central Bank of Afghanistan and uh, the sign of Central Bank of Afghanistan, like uh, the central like and the money of. Uh-huh. I'll just show you there. It's written in Greek because in that time the Central Bank was created. And at that time, like humanitarian program stuff, and there it's written to the great uh, empire of Greek, to Alexander. Oh wow! See, yeah, it's Here, written in Greek. It's, uh, it's in Greek, and it means to the empire of Greek. Oh, and it's still wow. we use it and in our money. And, That's really uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and in that time, it, Afghanistan was like called Bakhtar. Like uh, we in history also uh, study about like uh, the. Um, Yunan Bakhtaria. It means like Yunan in our language means Greece. Uh-huh. Yunan, the the word Yunan. Uh-huh. We don't call it Greece. Greece. We call it Yunan. Yunan, okay. Yunan Bakhtaria. Bakhtaria Bakhtaria. Greco Bakhtaria. Yeah, Greco Bakhtaria. We call it Yunan Bakhtaria. Okay. And uh, in that moment, it's like a lot of things which are like uh, exchanged from here to there. Mm-hmm. Like there in Greek, they use uh, they were using. The um, uh, how is it called? Like the there were kind of hats which was from Afghanistan. Who like in Greece? Greece. Yeah, and they uh, they took it from Afghanistan to there, uh-huh. and they use it. Wow. And I I don't know till now if they are using it or not, but uh, till uh, late nineties they were still using it, and I I didn't know about it. And then you can you can search about Pakol. How do I spell it? P A. Uh huh. K O L. Pakol. Uh, Afghani, I guess you can just search. Uh, P A K O L. P A K O L. Yep. Pakol hat? It's a hat? Yeah, it's a kind. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, the hat. This thing, they are like uh, in Greece, they were using it. In Greece? Yeah. Wow. So this part of Afghan fashion, let's call yeah. it, went all the way back to there. Greece. And from there, like the like uh, the system of banking and stuff, and a little bit of culture, I guess, like stuffs came to Afghanistan. So, like the cultural exchange happened there, right. and uh, there were some historical moments where the, we were like fighting against them too. Right. And uh, in some point, like uh, from Ningrahar, it's the city, uh-huh. uh, Alexander sent a letter to her uh, to his mom. Uh-huh. And in that letter, you can certainly there. <laughs> oh, what did he say in the letter? And uh, in the letter, he say like. Uh, You uh, like uh, uh, give birth to a uh, to a son who conquered almost half of the world. Uh-huh. But right now I'm in a country who each month gives a birth to uh, Alexander. <laughs> wow! 
wow dude yeah. <laughs> and it's this part of the con- uh, this part of the world is uh, so uh, difficult to conquer. conquer so that's like the biggest compliment anyone can give to the people of afghanistan because yeah. you have alexander the great yeah one like of the- writing letter to her mom about afghanistan and saying like uh, You give birth to uh, one Alexander, Alexander but here and, one, and here every uh, mother gives birth uh, to, to an Alexander. Alexander. Wow, that's a, quite a compliment. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it was difficult for them to and also about. So, uh, <laughs> if I may interrupt, uh, so at one point were you the people mm-hmm. using the Greek alphabet in Afghanistan? Um, in some points, yes, mm-hmm. we were using. But uh, before that, we were using uh, the uh, alphabets called uh, uh, the which Persians were using it, and it's like and all these uh, uh, people. Like, I guess I, I forgot what it's called, but in uh, Afghani we call it Mihi Khat Khat Mihi Mihi. It's just like a science, like chuk chuk like that. Okay. We were using that. It was like from I don't know if I say Persian or if I say like. Aryan uh, alphabet okay. or something like that we were using but in some points we, uh, some moment of the time we were using Greek too because Greeks were using it and they had like the uh, governing the country and this uh, oh, wow. part and we were using that it, it's so cool mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's so interesting let's call it because Europeans have this idea that Greek culture mm-hmm. and the classical period is an exclusively European concept and It's like the entire Western civilization is based upon that. But they don't realize that in Afghanistan, in the northwestern parts of India, we were actually using a lot of these Greek, let's say, concepts mm-hmm. like the the alphabets, mm-hmm. their gods, and all these things. Most people, don't, I didn't know it, honestly, mm-hmm. until I started doing this research. Because, and it's really cool because that inflation of cultures from the East and the West mm-hmm. was there and like you told your hat ended up in Greece the yeah. alphabet ended up in <laughs> our part of the world and it's quite interesting and this classical period of how do you say uh this classical uh wealth of you know human development is not exclusively a european thing well uh, europeans as they say like it's their own opinion <laughs> yeah true <laughs> but uh, you cannot change anything what it is and uh, they might be saying like the like something is like the west or something they are using is car from greece or something else what if i just say if they steal something from the east and brought there and they just uh, made themselves like we created this that's what <laughs> it's a joke but that's what all english people say do to chicken tikka <laughs> <laughs> you go to england and you say chicken tikka and they say oh it's from england mate <laughs> <laughs> like uh, exactly is the same like uh, if they are happy with it we we are happy too because uh, it's something like if you say something you cannot just change yeah, it yeah true but uh, the fact that most people are not fact, aware about this part that's what i want exactly, to point let out let me just uh, tell you about the book of healing which right what now what is that uh, that's the book which like in uh, england uh, in oxford they are using it in the in the last years of their uh, medical courses mm-hmm. the book of healing is written by even even uh, sina who's that um even sina was a good you can just search it until that i'm just saying oh, it was a what's great uh ibn ibn mm-hmm. sina ah got it okay yeah. uh he was uh, like a person who was good in philosophy and med- medicine stuff everything 
and he wrote a book about the healing and how you should use the nature to heal a body of uh, human beings and that book right now uh, he was from Afghanistan from Balkh Balkh is a city in mm-hmm. northern Afghanistan what period was this around uh, mm, 129 or something like I, I don't know exactly uh-huh. <laughs> exactly when it was but uh, now they say uh, they used uh, we, we never seen this book <laughs> they uh, took it from us mm-hmm. and they're using it and then from our thing they just say it was ours so and the, the medical on these terms is taken from this part of the world to there right and then saying that we created this thing It's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you just open the background, everything, it goes back to the this part of the world, all um, the cultures, the everything, the, the, the literature, yeah, the medical stuff, and all these things, you just, they just make, you know what, when you take an old, there is something like happening in Bollywood now, yeah. taking an old, mo- uh, like a song, yeah. and recreating, mixing something, <laughs> and then they are getting famous. Yeah. It's the same thing they are doing it, like, uh, just, uh, you have to just But just for sure. medical science. <laughs> the, and, and now they are doing it with the Book of Healing from, like, uh, from Ibn Sina, and he was, like, actually from Afghanistan. If you say, like, these big uh, so, philosophers philosopher and stuff from mm. Afghanistan, Oh, Afghanistan have philosophers. That's the idea of whole of Western philosophy towards the East. Because yeah. when you say philosophy, they don't consider like the Eastern mm-hmm. thought, just the Western thought. Like, And one, let me tell you one thing more important that maybe the Westerners don't know about it and I'll just open it for you. Maybe you don't know it. When you graduate from uh, like university or somewhere, You wear and the, something like yeah. uh, the, the b- same black yeah, hat like, and the gown. Where did it come from? I just seen it in Hollywood movies. I where don't know where it, it came from. from. Where did it come from? Exactly. Where did it come from, guys? Where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. It was when uh, Ibn Sina went to like Europe uh-huh. for like studying and uh, researching stuffs. He was wearing uh, the tulban that we are using in Afghanistan. Let me like, just uh, tulban. Right? Yeah, uh, Afghanistan. Okay. Like Afghanistan, they use it. You, the same thing mm-hmm. keep talking keep talking yeah tell the, story. Uh, the same thing like uh, we mm. are using it uh, okay till now we are using that step he was going to that place the same thing we had that big uh, how does it call like the jacket that uh-huh. all the way to your feet, two feet yeah. yeah the same thing and then he then they knew that he's a really great philosopher and they asked him to study like give them a uh, lecture and stuff and there Okay. And he was giving lectures to like uh, uh, in, England. In what somewhere. language did he give his lectures? He knew that he was like uh, learning each language. I don't know how many languages he knew. Like ah, in that moment. Okay. He'd, uh, in Arabic, I don't know, and other languages. Uh, I don't exactly know because it's like so long way. Okay. And then uh, they Westerns, like when they're graduating from there, they was wearing, he left his uh, turban and everything. Uh-huh. They left it and for like... Uh, graduating from medical or something like that or from university of uh, medical science or something they were wearing for one time and making it now we got to the level of evanescence oh my god that, and now that's that what fashion, is signi- that's what that's that, the significance of it yeah that's uh, like uh, from there this thing like got modernized and we mm-hmm, made it mm-hmm. you know if that thing has that uh, yeah, the bit of thing on the the, the tall bands that uh, we use and the big shaft yeah. is like we use the, now like that thing wow it came from there Wow. So now even they don't know where did it come from. And most people don't know that. Most people don't know about it. Quite like interesting, yes. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 
So next time I gra- if, if I when I graduate, I'm going to wear like a real Afghan dress. I'm not going to wear the exactly I'm going to do it <laughs> when I graduate. And I'm going to like this is OG stuff, this yo. This is yeah. This <laughs> not your fake ass shit. <laughs> oh my god, that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh wow. Thing I actually have it and when you graduate let me know. <laughs> a lot of people have been offering me. Uh, my friend Dasha, she runs she has one of the top 10 tuxedo companies in the world mm-hmm. and she was like when i graduate she's going to let me rent a tuxedo i'm like oh thank you so much <laughs> now you're giving me an offer to wear like the og stuff i don't know dasha you might be this disappointed i'm sorry <laughs> oh wow so let's move on right so after the greeks for mm-hmm. me the next most interesting period is the buddhist period of afghanistan mm-hmm. this is also something you don't associate afghanistan with and the roots of this has to come from india because mm-hmm. the mauryan maurya empire mm-hmm. by chandragupta maurya actually defeated the greco bactrian empires and this at one point at many points in our history mm-hmm. afghanistan some parts of afghanistan and some parts of modern afghanistan some parts of modern india were the same country exactly it's called the uh, in indian it's called akhandabad bharat or akhandabharat dude Akhand, uh, that Akhand. sounds really familiar to me but i can't recall exactly what it means it's in hindi maybe you don't know uh, in hindi uh-huh. it's called akhandabharat but in, in english it will be the great india the great and india that, the great india from that uh, period was uh, kandahar the very mm. historical mm. Uh, country like the all the like biggest it in some point it was like capital of afghanistan yeah. uh, uh, and historically if you go back even in the uh, Uh, Rigwit, Rigwit, yeah, uh, this, yeah. Uh, 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 Veda and these things. The word uh, Gandhara, G- Gandhara, Gandhara, Gandhara. We call it Gandhara, Gandhara. Uh, but there it's Gandhara, Gandhara. And now we call it uh, call it uh, Kandahar, Kandahar. The city t- till now is called Kandahar. It's so historical because the history goes a long way back. Yeah, so long. That was also a part of like uh, the Great India. All uh, in some points, it started uh, Amoyan. When you call it, we call it uh, Am- Am- Amoyan. Maurian, Maurian, yeah, the Maurian. Amoyan. Amoyan. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, uh, yeah, it is actually uh, one part like uh, Buddha. That time they were like not only Buddha, but most of them were like Buddha. But uh, that territory of modern Afghanistan, they were like worshiping different kind of uh, gods. gods. Uh, god of uh, fire like uh, before like it was like a uh, uh, buddha and like part of uh, afghanistan or like buddha part of them it was like a uh, uh, old uh, we call it zardusht it's zardushtian when uh, is this sorastrianism sorastrianism we ah, call it zardusht sorastrianism yeah sorastrianism and uh, sorastrianism is like uh, the culture which is like uh, aryans uh, uh, yeah. uh, like culture Did have? it come from Iran, Sorastrianism? Sorastrianism, it was like part of this uh, historical uh, ter- territory. Now, uh-huh. like Iranians, they say like it's ours or something like that. But, But at that point of time, there like, wasn't Iran, there wasn't, wasn't like Iran, Afghanistan or... Like everything. It was like Ariana at uh-huh. that moment. Uh-huh. And the word uh, Indo-Aryan, the Indo-European yeah. language, and uh, then it goes to Indo-Aryan. Yeah. When, uh, let's start from, from languages. Okay. The Indo-European language. It starts from India to Europe, all these languages like Russian and all the languages that we are yeah. speaking, the big family uh, language that once was one language and it's called Indo-European. And some point when we were going to the west, to the European side, the first chapter, which uh, like uh, the there was uh, Indian languages and then it goes to Indo-Aryan languages. Right. 
Indo-Aryan languages, like the uh, language of Aryans. Uh-huh. Aryans are people who are like uh, lived in that area and they call themselves Aryan. I can call myself Aryan, Afghan, uh, also like Aryans and Afghans are like the same. Like we okay. call them ourselves more Aryans uh, than Afghans because uh, we, we were Afghans all the time, but like uh, the race, our race is called the ethnicity. Like, the ethnicity and like the race, we, I can you, say not the ethnicity, but the race. Okay. Ethnicity is like something. The race, Aryans which uh, they were speaking in Ar- uh, uh, Ari and the le- culture they were using was the uh, Zoroastrian uh, ah. culture and, and the god of fire and the, that gods we were like worshipping. Uh, and it's co- uh, quite similar the culture with I- uh, uh, Iran. Iran. Like we, we have so like the language of where we sm- spoke is like uh, we're speaking right now. It's like quite uh, similar. similar. What about and, Tajikistan? Uh, I think also Tajikistan yeah, also Tajikistan. comes in that part, right? Well, it's like called the Persian languages, but uh, we don't actually, um, it's not only Farsi, they say. The word Iran comes from Aryan. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, this things uh, and, uh, we give to Iran and they use because Iran was once like one, this territory, as I say, like Afghanistan, Iran and Tajikistan, this these were like the territory of the Aryans, okay, which they were living, and uh, also in, uh, I forgot the book, but uh, it was uh, like uh, a guy from Egypt came to that places, and they say like uh, they were like people living in that area from Amu. Amu is a river uh-huh. to the Sint. Sint, like yeah, Sint, yeah. also a river. Their, uh, yeah, the Sint River. The people they call themselves Apagana, or it's like Afghan, and ah. they are from the race of Aryan. Ah, okay. And uh, the and this the uh, the that culture was like uh, it was like mixed Buddhism and also like the Zardushian. Uh, uh-huh. It's called like Zoroastrian and the the worship fire. Until now, we when it comes to the New Year, Persian New Year, uh, Navruz. Navruz. Yeah. Uh, we are like. Is Navruz a Zoroastrian festival? Yeah. Ah, it is. I don't know that. Uh, and it's uh, we make fire uh-huh. and we sit around and we uh, wait, wait, wait. So even Muslim Afghanistanis yes, celebrate this. Celebrate this. Wow. Because, um, actually, in Islam, they say like you don't have to worship uh, fire and stuff. But I don't see it as a worshiping fire uh-huh. or something. But I see it as a part of culture and as which a is part specific of to this region. Because uh, it's like making fire and sitting around. It's not like worshiping it. Right. But in some time, it was like it worshiping. Was like, like, but wow. now you're just reminding of yourself where you came from and stuff. And uh, also, we also celebrate one of... Uh, there are lots of things that we celebrate and the culture is still there. But culture, we the Zoroastrian culture. Yeah, Zoroastrian mm-hmm. culture, but you don't know where did it come, but we mm. still do it. For example, yeah. the longest uh, night in, uh, of a year, because mm-hmm. when it's timing changes yeah. and stuff, uh, it's like, I guess, in winter, it's like longest Long, night. 23rd of December, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. We sit whole night and we just uh, talk about different uh, history and we all the family gathers together. Ah. And this is a Zoroastrian culture, actually. It's Wh- from there. The, What's that date it's, uh, called? The day called Yalda. Shab Yalda. And do any other Islamic cultures celebrate this, observe this day? No, actually, this uh, the Shab Yalda only cele- uh, being celebrated in Iran and Afghanistan also. Not ah. even in Tajikistan now. Because there are it, a lot of uh, combinations of like the cultures we still uh, celebrate in uh-huh. Iran and also in Afghanistan, uh-huh. which was once was Zoroastrian culture and Zoroastrian time. Wow, and, uh, that's And the Buddha also, like Buddha came and we still, uh, when Taliban like destroyed in uh, uh, the temple the, uh, temple of Buddha, one of the biggest in that in the uh, temple there. It also shows that they were like uh, Buddha in Buddhism and the... Uh, 
so influenced and also not there in Ghazna. Ghazni, it's a city. Ghazni, yeah, Ghazni, you call it. You might know about Sultan Mahmoud. Yeah, Mahmoud Ghazni. <laughs> he liked to like come around plunder <laughs> India from time to time. <laughs> he liked India. <laughs> he liked India. <laughs> yeah. There also, there were lots of like temples and stuff. So Buddha being found. Till now, we like uh, every day we can see, oh, from here, just found this, uh, that amount wow. of like old uh, uh, Buddhism stuff. And you can find it. Uh, Dude, that's really quite. interesting. <laughs> Do, about the Zoroastrianism, mm-hmm. in India, there are Zoroastrians too, but mm-hmm. they're called Parsis. Parsis. Mm-hmm. So they are people who came from either this, this region mm-hmm. and they moved to India. I think they were trying to escape like when Islam came and mm-hmm. they kind of said this religion is not to be practiced anymore. They kind of left from those areas, came to India and they are really interesting people. They're like really successful. I don't know why. <laughs> A lot of like actors especially from the northern part southern part they mainly still in the north and they have like their last names are like irani mm-hmm. and it's like literally why are you called irani and you're indian but like that's a far i mean sorry parsi name mm-hmm. and those are like really interesting people yeah i know about parsi because when the parsis came to india and then uh, indian uh none of uh, indians uh ideas uh like that time we, we call it like the uh the governor of that place yeah. of the region did not Samindar. accept in and the only one who accepted, accepted and then they say like we will just keep our culture and keep your culture with you because yeah. that's what why we escaped from there yeah. until now they just kept their own culture till now and they promise that uh, we wouldn't interrupt anything of yours and you wouldn't interrupt in our culture we will keep our culture you keep your culture and there's uh, somewhere i uh, i read it about the parties of uh, india too they are so successful there yeah. and they uh, in bollywood, bollywood and not only bollywood I mean, but uh, in scientifically there are lots of big scientists and i think uh, from tatas are parsis tatas are like the biggest econo- uh, industrial mm-hmm. house in india i think they are parsis too mm-hmm. Well, I I don't know the names. I'm so bad at names, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> What's my name? Yeah, <laughs> Krishna. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so let's move on from the Buddhist period because mm-hmm. that is also for me really interesting period of Afghanistan. And then I believe the next important event is when Islam comes mm-hmm. to Afghanistan. I have this really, really pertinent question because mm-hmm. so from my Iran episode. I kind of understood how Sunni Islam and Shia Islam kind of came mm-hmm. up. One side want, believed that the son-in-law of the mm-hmm. Prophet, peace be upon him, should be the leader of the Caliphate. The other side believed, what, what did they believe? Uh, the other side believed that uh, um, Omar should be the leader. And He's Omar is the son? Caliph. No, uh, Omar is not the son. Omar was his friend. Like His friend, of, okay. His yeah. followers. So once like I believe followers. his friend should mm-hmm. be the leader of the Caliph, the other side believed his son. Son-in-law. Son-in-law should yeah. be leader of the Caliph. Okay, perfect. So, as far as I know, most of the Shia people are in Iran. Mm-hmm. And most of the Sunni people are in the other countries. Mm-hmm. But, interesting fact is, I believe Afghanistan is more Sunni than Shia. Am yeah, I correct? Yeah, but we have Shias and Sunnis there too. There too. Yeah, both we have. So, my question is, if Afghanistan is more influenced by the Persian mm-hmm. people, Persian language and everything. Why is it majority Sunni and not majority Shia? Well, uh, in Afghanistan, we don't have this Shia and Sunni thing. One of the thing is uh-huh. like, uh, uh, if you go deep down to the beliefs and because uh, religion is more about the beliefs and stuff, 
You go to the belief when Muhammad was there, there were no Shia, Shia and no Sunnis. True. It, uh, it came after Muhammad. When it came after Muhammad, it's not in religion. And there's no place in Quran. Well, uh, if you study Quran, there's the only biggest uh, scriptures and all the things. First is Quran and second is the Hadith. Hadith is all the what Prophet Muhammad did and what he said. Okay. And also uh, in Quran also writ written that what Prophet Muhammad says is the same things that what Allah says. Mm. So they are the biggest things in the earth. You cannot find the word Shia in Quran or in Hadith. Or you cannot find the word Sunni in Quran or in Hadith. Okay. So whoever like believes and stuff like that goes to that way. It's not in the uh, Islam or stuff. Like if you're a true Muslim and you're a true believer, religious person, right. don't go to that things. In okay. Afghanistan, they are so religious. Then uh, I cannot just compare with <laughs> the other <laughs> stuff. Like if you're more religious, it's up to God. But uh, they are religious. And they don't go actually to that. And whoever it goes, it's like political issues, which are like using these stuffs as uh, uh, getting the aim and the point that they want to receive or to something True. like you. It's like political stuff. And also in the world, also like uh, who in the world, like uh, there are something uh, imbalance between Shia and Sunni. They're using these things. Uh, Saudi Arabia versus Iran. But the main point is who uh, should have control over uh, Middle East. Right. This is the uh, target. So they are using Shia and Sunni to. It's actually a purely, you know, political uh, division which doesn't it's have any significance yeah. in practice of religion. That's your. Yeah. But uh, if you see in Afghanistan, you wouldn't uh, see any different because uh, I, I can't tell the difference honestly. I like uh, when you see an uh, Persian or with the Arab guy or something like that, then you can see that they, they this is and in, in the right. political point of view, there are lots of differences. But come to Afghanistan, you wouldn't see any difference. And you you if so for example, you wouldn't know who a Shia or Sunni is no, at exactly, all. Exactly, no, I wouldn't know about it. Right. And uh, there's like uh, my best friend is like uh, I didn't know he's Shia. Okay. <laughs> I he, he didn't know that I'm Sunni. Right. Like uh, for the uh, a lot of time, most uh, Shias uh, we in Afghanistan, uh, there are different nationalities there. We will talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it immediately after yeah. this. Yeah, and and then uh, you can understand him by their uh, nationalities, not from the like the way right. they're doing. right, right, right. Uh, and also like in Iran and other countries, there are different uh, masjids like True. the place you pray, uh, also. But in Afghanistan, there's not such thing. A Shia can go to Sunni's really? uh, masjid and Sunni can go to their masjid and pray. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same in India because I I, I don't know. I haven't asked any of my friends. Mm -hmm. Do you know any Shia or Sunni in India? Because for me, I don't know if there's like a Shia masjid mm -hmm. or a Sunni masjid. I should. Well, ask actually, them. it is not. Uh, if you go down and continue these things, it's not the time thing. Uh, to uh, oh, not tank it's like a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> tank <laughs> uh, to like uh, to make uh, conflict out of it right. and stuff like that it's uh, their belief and they have to respect it. that's what we do in Afghanistan sometimes it happens that make it a political issue and gain the power that you need and you just say oh we are Sunnis and it's like, like that I mean for a non-Muslim mm -hmm. we only hear this Shia-Sunni divide mm -hmm. from political conflict issues for example only, only from say. those times I, I, I don't read about anywhere else for example like you know Gulf War Iraq like mm -hmm. Saddam is trying to be consolidate Sunni power in a Shia majority part of Iran only those sort of contexts do I hear this difference mm -hmm. 
But as a non-Muslim, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. significant or not. No, or... it is. It's not something to... As I said, for gaining the aim that they need, they need something. They need an the issue to be created. That tribalism can, to be yeah, formed. Uh, in different countries, you can use the different things. Well, uh, let me just give you some examples. In a big uh, point of view, in a big that world is divided is uh, communism and uh, capitalism. Uh, capitalism. Smaller, uh, make it more a uh, little bit smaller and like uh, which part of the world? Let's go to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It's like Sunni and Shia between uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia. Let's go back to like uh, more Even smaller. Uh, for example, Afghanistan. There's no Shia or Sunni because they are so mixed up and you cannot divide it. Uh, did, uh, these two. They created the languages because in Afghanistan we have two official languages. It's Dari and Pashto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pashto is the majority that's why the government language and the language that we use unofficially is Afghanistan but they created issue after this mm. and also nationalities which are different uh, so, l- it's l- the same thing like uh, it's happening uh, I don't know each country they, they just find something yeah and, uh, India's got nowadays, caste system pretty much fun that's like very microscopic level yeah it's really thing like in uh, India too like for example nowadays like they're saying Hindu Muslim that is it's always But in True. reality, you just go out and you you buy uh, like uh, milk from an uh, uh, I don't know from a Muslim guy. You go to taxi. He's like Hindu, yeah. and from that there's I, you I, just mix up. You cannot just divide these people. But from the political view, it's a big thing that you can divide and make problem and issue and gain the power that you need. True. Exactly no one's gonna like. No one's gonna cancel their Uber ride if it's like yes, a Hindu exactly. or a Muslim name and they don't like it. No one. No But, one sees that. Thing. Yeah. When, when, But from the political sense, it is useful. So, as I said, yeah. that's interesting. So, let's talk about your different ethnicities and mm-hmm. nationalities in Afghanistan mm-hmm. because it's really interesting. Because when you're from not Afghanistan or when you've been listening to the media for mm-hmm. a long time, you don't quite appreciate the differences, and mm-hmm. that kind of explains a lot of the lot of the challenges and issues. that Afghanistan is facing with mm-hmm. the different ethnicities. So as far as I'll just give you a brief overview, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong to right. add more to it. Afghanistan has a lot of different ethnicities mm-hmm. and the majority is the Pashtun people mm-hmm. and the Pashtun people speak the Pashto language. Mm-hmm. There are other ethnicities like uh, Turkmen, Tajik, Hazara and a uh, few more which I mm-hmm. forgot. But I think these are like the main ones. If there's mm-hmm. more, please add. And all these ethnicities have a particular... I mean, the Pashtuns are like majority, but others are located in particular Mm -hmm. areas of Afghanistan. And they are mainly rural, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's all I know. So tell me the dynamic. How is the relationship between these people? And Mm -hmm. Hazaras are interesting for me. We will talk about them at the end. Mm -hmm. But carry on, please. Okay, so yeah, as I said, like uh, Afghanistan is like a multi ethnic ethnical country, which are like different uh, nationalities came with different cultures, with different languages, and living in the same country. I cannot say it's most beautiful because we have India there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, in some point, yeah, it is because uh, it's uh, quite similar. Because we have the location, it is. Uh, in Afghanistan, we are bordered with uh, uh, Tajikistan. That's why we have Tajiks of Afghanistan. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Our friend Malika said that there are more Tajiks in Afghanistan than Tajiks in Tajikistan. Is that true? Uh, because of the population. Uh, uh, Tajikistan have 12, 12 million uh, people. People. And in Afghanistan, we are uh, 
37, something like that. Uh, and people. so, and, and the percentage of that is Tajik, which is more than the Tajiks in Tajikistan. We don't have like exact numbers, but in uh, Tajikistan, they are like half uh, Pamiris, half uh, other like Uzbeks. Ah. And uh, it, uh, it's only five or seven million, which uh, only Tajiks. Okay. And in Afghanistan, we are, if you give him them, 20% is more than f- uh, exactly, 5 million. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, carry on. It's, it's uh, also the same that Pashtuns, uh, there are more Pashtuns in Pakistan than Afghanistan. So, it's like because of the population there. Even though like uh, Pashtuns make 20% of the population of uh, Pakistan, right. but uh, still there are more mm. than... Uh, so like, Pashtuns are a minority in Pakistan, but, but um, majority in Afghanistan. Like majority in Afghanistan. Understood. Yeah. Uh, by percentage, we we have more Pashtuns, like 80%, ah. or like something like that, Pashtuns in Afghanistan. Right. By population, we are less than Pakistan, uh, like, uh, as you say. Right. Because uh, Pakistan is like, uh, how many? Dude, they have so much people. They're like they India. Are, they have so like much people. so close. <laughs> 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 that way. Uh, that's why she said, like, they are more ah, uh, Tajiks than Afghanistan. Okay, carry on. And uh, we have Tajiks we have, because we are bothered with them. And we are so friendly with Tajikistan because uh, Tajik, uh, Tajik language and uh, Dari language and uh, Farsi, they are quite similar with each other. And uh, you can understand, I can speak with uh, Tajik uh, because I know Dari and uh, I can speak uh, with a Tajik guy. If I may interrupt, your mother tongue is Pashto. Yeah. You speak Dari too. Yeah. Because in Afghanistan, you know what? These two languages, it's like you have to know it. Even you're not Pashtun, you're not like uh, you don't speak this Dari or Pashto, you have to learn because both of them are official languages. And you learn both in school? In both, uh, we learn in school. And yeah. English is your third language? No, we don't have a third language. Dude, how did your English get so good <laughs> then? <laughs> How did you, you didn't study English in school? Uh, we have one subject like English, uh-huh. and also we have subject like uh, it's like not that third language or ah, something. It's uh, like a dude. foreign language if you want to learn. It's dude. like the, up to you which language you want to learn. Like uh, from the first grade, we have like uh, the languages. We have different. In, uh, well, let, let me finish it, then I will yeah. come to the, that okay. point too. We have Tajiks, like they speak uh, Dari. Mm-hmm. We have Turkmens. Like the and the border with the Turkmenistan, and they speak Turkmen. Uh-huh. And in school, they uh, they like they they educate them with their own language. Uh-huh. And plus, they have they have two uh, subjects like Dari and Pashto. Do three languages so, they have to learn? Yeah, uh, for them they have three languages: uh-huh. their own language, then they have like Dari, uh-huh. and the third language is uh, like uh, Pashto, and the third language is Dari. Like okay. for them, these the third language is Dari for them. Uh, okay, you have to learn. And uh, they are, they have like English also if they want to learn any foreign language. Dude, you guys are like t- you sh- there should be a lot of linguists from <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> a lot, yeah. I, if I'm, you're teaching us so if many I'm languages. Economist, I'm a linguist. <laughs> uh, dude, how many languages do you speak? Well, um, Tajiki language that mm-hmm. uh, I can say. Well, let's start from my uh, okay, from Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, Pashto, uh-huh. Dari, uh-huh. they are the two official languages. Okay. Then it goes to like uh, Fars- uh, like Farsi. Uh-huh. which is quite similar to Dari, uh-huh. and also Tajiki, which is quite similar with Dari. That's why I know these both languages. Okay. Then it goes, I know Arabic, but not Arabic, which I can speak with the people from our Arabic countries, because this is an old Arabic called Fusa. 
Uh, you read the Quran? You uh, learned in yeah. Madrasa? Yeah. Ah, and okay. the, and that, uh, first, that language, is the Quran is written in that language. Understood. So uh, in that language, nobody speaks, only Reads. if you learn uh, and Quran, Quran, you can understand it. Okay. And then I know English. Uh-huh. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> I know Russian. Uh-huh. Uh, how many is that? I know Hindi, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, dude, eight languages. Is that all? Is that is there more? Uh, is Urdu a different language you can just say because in Urdu I yeah. can read and write wow yeah so Hindi I can only speak but in uh, Urdu, you, Urdu can you can read and write you speak nine languages yeah oh I'm so jealous of this guy <laughs> right now nine languages man super yeah. jealous <laughs> dude so, just dude I'm gonna embarrass myself but let's try <laughs> speaking some Hindi Um, all my Indian viewers, I'm so sorry. I'm a poor guy from the south side who never brought up in the north. I don't speak Hindi at all. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? It's big. Where do you Hindi? I didn't study Hindi. I didn't India ye Bollywood or India Amitabh Bachchan, Shahrukh Khan or Salman Khan. Afghanistan ke ziyatar ziyatar politician ya ziyatar film actors se bhi famous hai udhar sab log isko jante hain sab log mere khayal se Afghanistan mein India se zyada log Bollywood ko dekhte hain jo bhi film naya aata hai jo bhi kuch hota hai wo 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 log usko dekhte hain 100% and also like hum shar ye jo bhi jo उसका लास्ट नेम खान है उसको हम अफगान बोलते हैं क्योंकि अफगान को दूसरी कंट्रीज में खान बुलाते हैं खान साहब या खान साहब पठान या ये जो है ये ये नाम अफगानों से लिया हुआ है इसीलिए उन लोगों को हम अपना अपना समझते हैं 100 times better than mine <laughs> and i think for even like real hindi pe- speaking people appreciate how good your hindi is and you learned it all from watching movies and i, I learned it all from watching movies Dude. like uh, i have that friend from india and i was like uh, speaking with him and uh, hindi in hindi uh-huh. and he didn't know that i'm from uh, <gasps> afghanistan and <laughs> at some point uh-huh. i'm doing somebody like just ask me in russian Atkudati, which uh, means like where are you from? from? And I said Afghanistan. He's like, no, he's lying. He's from <laughs> India. He's like, no, I just speak uh, Indian. It's like, I uh, this know is that. amazing, <laughs> man. Your Hindi is, you know, I understood everything, but I can't reply back. Yes, you know, I failed my education. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, wow. And you um, said Patan. Patan mm-hmm. is it like a Pashtun family name? Patan. Patan. We had like a cricketer, Irfan Patan. Irfan Patan. So is that an Afghani family name? Well, let me tell you the history behind Patan. Okay. The Patan uh, come from... Well, let me finish the part of ethnicity, then I'll come okay. to Patan. Okay. Let me uh, just note down. We have Patan right. coming. <laughs> I, I, I remember. Don't worry. Okay. So we have like Turkmenis, which border with the uh, Turkmenistan. And also we have like beside these things, the people which are not from these countries, but they are like we have Pashai. Hazara, we forgot about Hazara, we will talk about yeah. it. Uh, Pashai, Baloch, Hazara, uh, Arab, uh, Bahrawi, Qazilbash, uh, Pamiri. They are the different uh, cultures and different, they speak, all of them, they speak their own languages. 
Uh-huh. And they they live in some part of Afghanistan, like which are still there. And uh, in our national anthem, we uh, use these languages. Like all languages you use. No, no not languages, but uh, the the uh, names of all the these names of the, all these languages. Ah. And, uh, we do it too. Yeah. But, and, but, uh, but in our anthem, like, entire South is called Dravida. It's like, that's it, Dravida. You, you, can get, <laughs> you guys can just get Dravida. But North Indian is like um, listed, like this state, mm-hmm. this state, this state. But anyway, carry on. Well, yeah, and uh, the the national anthem is written in Pashto, but we use these, uh, we call them also, like, uh, the, uh, how they say, like, we use the Watan Afghanistan as this country called Afghanistan. Da is that the Arafan day? Uh, this is the honor of each of them. We say in this country they live Pashtuns, Turkmens, Uzbeks, and uh, ah. Pashais, Turkmens, and we call all the names of these of all the communities. Groups, yeah, all the communities. Interesting, and uh, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I th- dude, it is beautiful. It is. Yeah, and that's uh, how it makes a country. It's it's the same thing that the example. I don't know who gave it, but it's so good. When you have one colored uh, garden, it's not beautiful. When you have a different colors of a garden with different it parts, everything, it looks more beautiful. That's true. And uh, it's the same in every country. You, the uh, difference makes it beautiful. True. And uh, it comes to Patan thing. Hazara. Let's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hazara. Hazaras are interesting for me because mm-hmm. one thing of after the um, the re- recent events of of late, I've been hearing that Hazaras have been targeted especially because they look very different from normal mm-hmm. like in quotes normal Afghani and that can be traced back to their lineage where they came when the Mongols invaded mm-hmm. Afghanistan so they look more Asiatic mm-hmm. than the average again in quotes yeah um, what's the well this is the thing that my best uh, friends are from uh, Hazara uh, tribe and uh, they are so good like here I even here I see some of really here, yeah did you introduce me to one yeah, sure, I will. And uh, these things which are being targeted, I, I also say like the uh, differences, it makes all the politics. When it comes to politics, a really dirty thing. We <laughs> have thing, to talk like, about it at one yeah. point. We still haven't got yeah. there. Uh, then we will come to that dirty things too. But uh, let me tell you about Hazaras. They are, Hazaras are really quiet people like in Afghanistan. They don't, they, don't, they don't interrupt in anything there. Mm-hmm. Also, I forgot about Sikhs in Afghanistan. Are there Sikhs there too? Sikhs there too, and they are the are they Hindus there? Hind- no, not Hindu, but Sikhs only. Uh-huh. Uh, they are the most loved people in Afghanistan. All Afghans love them because okay. they are so cute. They are so good. Like, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sikhs of Afghanistan, I, they were targeted also in some points because of the war. Their houses had been uh, get fired, and because of that, some stupid people because they were using but still the people love them a lot mm. and they can feel it and they can understand because the people love them and they are still there but because of that uh, political things most of them left Afghanistan to India and uh, but uh, still they did not go to Pakistan but they left to India <laughs> <laughs> there is a point I want to mm-hmm. raise but let's finish off with um, mm-hmm. Patans Patan and Hazaras and Hazaras uh, uh, yeah, even Hazaras, they say that they, they are actually, uh, they are not Mongols, but Mongols are from them. Mm, that's uh, debatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> debatable. And they, they, uh, like a normal person of Hazara, if you ask them where are we from, they wouldn't say that uh, 
they won't open up this topic that I'm I'm uh, Hazara ah. or something. They will call themselves as uh, Afghan. Afghan. Uh, I'm Afghan and I'm from Afghanistan. And they they are the in the center of Afghanistan. There's a, a city called Bamiyan, mm-hmm. which Buddha and all these cultures which are still kept and uh, some points and stuff. The Hazaras live there, mm. and uh, a lot of most majority uh, places which they are, they are Hazaras and Pashtuns. Mm. If you see one village which are Hazaras living, the other village is Pashtuns, and the other village is uh, Hazara. Right. There's like most point where the majority are Pashtuns, they are Hazaras too, so they are living. Do the communities intermarry? Mm-hmm. Do they intermarry? Like Hazara marries a Pashtun, Turkmen marries a Uzbek, or do they tend to keep? the marriages in 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 that particular community group. well uh, it's a good thing to do but in afghanistan uh, this uh, culture is still kept and still they are like but yeah. in the cities you don't see these things right mazari sharif kandahar not not kandahar why <laughs> kandahar is uh, like i can say like 100% they are pashtun so you wouldn't see any there <laughs> understood but in uh, herat they are pashtuns majority but they are tajiks and uh, from different ethnicities uh, also like uh, mazar they are hazaras and uzbeks and pashtuns and uh, and turkmens and in the cities it's normal for intermarriage normal like they, they can you can see like uh, somebody speaking uzbek language when you go to them when you see like it's pashtun you speak with them ah. and you speak there you know that that language you speak with them with uh, all the languages that they know because pashtun and dari are common if you don't know that their language they will you speak with you the sef- different if you don't know that language they will put <laughs> the other language Dude. but there are some connections that you can just uh, communicate the, you can the communication you can find in different languages and and it's common to go to get married and there in these cities but uh, in villages and the other cities uh not quite uh, it's kind of like popular. india in the cities it's all fine but yeah. if you go to like rural areas the caste divides religious divides it becomes more yeah, strong and the sort of city, intermarriage yeah. between groups is less common it's exactly the same as <laughs> in true, afghanistan true so patans patans yeah and uh, Hazaras are debatable because in uh, Hazaras the conflict which right now going on because the Pashtuns and uh, Hazaras they uh, like share common territories. Mm-hmm. They are more neighboring uh, the territory of Afghanistan than any other. Like Tajiks are in the northern side, northern side. Uh, Uzbeks are also on the border with the mm-hmm. Uzbeks and. But Hazaras, they don't have like uh, Mongolia, so <laughs> tell them. Uh, but Hazaras are in the center. They, 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 they say Afghanistan is there. They, they cannot just go back. Go to, anywhere. Uh, they True. wouldn't say like we will go back to if you don't give me land, I'll go to Mongolia. No, they will say like Afghanistan is my country. Where do you want right. me to go? Right. And uh, because the Pashtuns are uh, the majority, and they'll sometimes they are like. You know, like you don't have. Can you give me a space? <laughs> But then these conflicts are uh, going on between them, uh, and now, right now, which uh, Taliban's, which are all Pashtuns, uh-huh. and they are in the uh, in the power, and uh, Hazaras right now see themselves in danger. Like, what if they just mm. attacked or and because take they, all territories? And because stuff. since they have are so close to the Pashtuns, Pashtuns and, and stuff, Pashtuns. Majority like, Taliban, yeah. or Taliban is majority Pashtun. Yeah, they yeah. feel threatened. They they feel these things, and sometimes it happens too, because uh, uh, 
they attack them and they attack theirs because of a small town or small mm. place territory these things happen uh, so I guess it's normal because uh, all the neighboring countries even they have this problem <laughs> true <laughs> we have problem with the uh, Uh, Pakistan about uh, with the, uh, regarding territory. That's something That's which I want to ask. Which the big uh, <laughs> the problem for 40 years has started from this point. I, I thought Pakistan just, just had problems with us. No, no, no. <laughs> they no, have like problems uh, with you guys too. With the people, I don't have a problem. I yeah. Have, I have friends, even in work, I have friends. Uh, he shared, uh, I didn't go, to, I didn't bring my food and he shared his food to me. So uh, if we hate each other, <laughs> so this thing is like, uh, wouldn't be. And all the like the differences I'm making and the the person that I'm saying bad to them is not the people. It's, it's the, the government. The government and the political they are following their government. Right. So uh, there are some issues with India too. I will just uh, comment about it. But as I said, India is not something that we uh, say that we don't hate it because I learned the language watching the movies. The passion that I have with India is uh, which a guy from um, India couldn't. <laughs> yeah, these things. But uh, these are the things that when you have love for somebody, you have to just mention these things too. And uh, that's uh, with Pakistan. I will just uh, I I guess you have to note some if you have something note and note it down so you wouldn't forget about it. I did bring a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to note down? Uh, about Pakistan and uh, also what we were talking about. We Patan. I, 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 Patan man. Let's talk about Patans. Let's go in that order. Yeah. We, we, okay. Hazaras done. Let's talk about Patans <laughs> because. Patan, yeah. Um, so the the word Patan goes back to uh, the time of uh, uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the uh, Prophet Muhammad, and when uh, Arabs came to Afghanistan, and the troops of uh, Muhammad, there was a person called uh, Khalid ibn Rashid. Mm-hmm. He was a Patan or a, a Afghan who uh, who was with with them, and he was a leader, a commander of. Uh, Uh, group of uh, Muslims. Does Patan the word have any meaning? Yes, I will tell you about it. Okay. Uh, and they, when they were like having war and uh, they were conquering territory, uh, Khalid ibn Rashid or that uh, Afghan was uh, the uh, the leader and he was like conquering so fast. Right. And once uh, Muhammad uh, gave a compliment to uh, Khalid ibn Rashid and he says, uh, Khalid is a uh, the Bhutan of my uh, how does it call like uh, your uh, in the field uh, what is it called oh my god I forgot the ship like warship uh-huh. like the like sh- the war. cavalry no the, the ship like you see the ship the battleship battleship you have and the the the, the uh, that the start of the ship which is, has to be so strong how? because it face, uh, faces the Waves. I don't know exactly what it's called. Well, the uh, most strongest uh, part of a sh- war, uh, battleship is called uh, Batan in Arabic. Mm. And th- he said he complimented uh, Khalid ibn Rashid because uh, my uh, the it is the uh, uh, the strongest part of my battleship. Okay. And then he changed. Uh, everybody called him Batan, Batan, Batan. And uh, from there, uh, Khalid ibn Rashid came to that Asia, uh, like uh, Persia. And he conquered uh, every part and stuff. And from there, this word to uh, came to India. Ah, the India. The word te, because it's not ta uh-huh. in uh, Hindi language. They changed it to te, patan. patan. The b changed to p, p. patan. Patan. It's patan. 
And also in Afghanistan, the people were like Afghans, Partan, Afghan, something like that. Ah. So that word came from uh, Arabic language, the word Patan. Wow. And Patan means uh, Afghan or Pashtun. Pashtun, right? It's like the Patan and the P from Pashto and the uh, wow. Afghan. And it's like Patan. That's interesting. So possibly Irfan Patan's lineage could be from Afghanistan. It is, actually. It is, it's, yeah? Uh, it, uh, the Patan is uh, obviously in Afghanistan. We, uh, If you they go to Af- uh, India, Afghans, they say I'm Patan or I'm Afghan. It's the same thing. Ah. Dude, uh, this is India's, like a very North Indian thing. Do you know why? Because no Afghanistans come to the South. Very rarely. I never met an Afghanistan. Mm. But in the North, I think you guys tend to travel more. So we wouldn't say Patan. Mm-hmm. We would say like Afghanistani. Or yeah, Afghan. Afghan. Uh, like Afghanistani is something like uh, n- not correct. Like we don't call ourselves I'm Afghanistani. Oh, well, how like, do you refer to yourself? Uh, Afghan. Afghan. I'm yeah, Afghan. All Afghans they refer okay. themselves Afghan. Some people say Afghani. Uh-huh. It's our money. Ah. Our money calls Afghani. It's like rupees, but yeah, for you guys it's Afghani. It's Afghani, yeah. Ah. Uh, so if somebody just calls Afghani, it's also not like uh, right, because mm-hmm. Afghani is like uh, the money. The money. And ah. Afghan is the person. Understood. <laughs> it's like when Russians say, Do you speak Indian? Or the Gavrish Indiski. I'm like, We don't have Indiski <laughs> as a language. Interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, there's Hindi and there's and like Malayalam, there's like. Uh, Tamil. Tamil. Lot of, dude, you know a lot about India, man. <laughs> I you probably don't know that much. I'm <laughs> just joking, but I, my 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 friend is uh, from. Uh, I told you about it. Uh, Tamil. From, uh, yeah, he speaks Malayalam. Really? Yeah, Shamim Shamim Jafar. That's cool, man. Yeah. So let's move on. So all this happened. Actually, no, some bad words in my... Uh, no, dude, 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 dude. So, uh, I need <laughs> to put this on YouTube. Because <laughs> it's so interesting when you're learning a language. Yeah. You and learn... we love to teach bad words. I don't know why. Yeah. Why Malus? No, no, no. Not only you. All everybody, language. Everybody, If yeah. you are, uh, learn, you remember the bad words more than the good words. Yeah. Like in each language, is, uh, I remember the bad words, not the good words. Uh. I, I cannot say hi, how are you? I'll be stuff in Malayalam, but the bad words comes with my... Oh my God. Good job, Shamil. <laughs> Shamim. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, let's... Yeah, the Patans. And Patans are like, uh, you know why Patans are so f- uh, popular in India too? Because uh, India was once uh, the... India is so, uh, I don't know, Afghans, they have love with the India because all the, uh, like the uh, emperor or something like we have, we go to India, we conquer India all the yeah, time. Yeah, everyone they, they likes they, to invade yeah, India. Not, I guess nobody else uh, have conquered India that much as Afghans Yeah, did. true. Like, and all is like... Uh, doing I it. have a list of all the, <laughs> our friends from <laughs> Afghanistan who paid us a visit. Uh, let me find that. So, um, yeah, carry on. Yeah, and Patans, uh, they're the, you might study it in history or I don't know what you're uh, learning in history, but uh, what is part of history is like when there was a Mongol Empire, mm-hmm. the um, the system, banking system, as I can say in the modern way, or a system of uh, like finance, there there was not a finance system in, Af- uh, in India, but uh, it was created by Afghans there. Tugluk? Hmm? Which which uh, Afghan king in particular? 
Is it Tugluk? Uh, no, no, the Afghans, like uh, not the uh, emperor or something. <laughs> ah, okay. They were like uh, the, the financial class mm-hmm. in a safe, anyway. Uh, when there was like uh, Afghans were like conquering till Delhi all the time. I don't know, they love Delhi. Uh, okay, I'll list mm-hmm. the Af- our Afghan friends who conquered us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muslim members, I'm not sure if they conquered India. Mm-hmm. Samanids, Safarids, Ghasnavids, Ghorids, Kajlis, Kajlis, Khaljis. Khaljis. Oh, okay. Excuse mm-hmm. my pronunciation. All these people came to India and, you know, did a little bit of plundering. And <laughs> at the very end, the Mughals came. And mm-hmm. the Mughals actually set up one of the greatest Indian empires of... One of the greatest empires in all of history, the Mughals. And the Mongols, the, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and the Mongols, the finance minister was Afghan. And mm-hmm. he created the, uh, that uh, financial system till the... Uh, Nepal and uh, not not Nepal till Bangladesh uh-huh. from that period and it's like not the southern part but then it go to the southern part till Sri Lanka uh-huh. Sri Lanka just copied like the yeah. what system it was and this system was created by Afghans which was using in Afghanistan only Afghans were not using their own uh, uh, like governing tools right. in India all the time but that uh, which was the the governor of uh, Lahore then he came to like the as the governor of uh, I forgot the name but I will just uh, just find it and I'll give you the, right. all the history and he created this all these things until the all now then it got modernized and modernized and modernized but the uh, like the uh, base was from that time which Afghans were created and also like as uh, like as Indian because I know more about uh, <laughs> India as I can the perspective in Indians I can see Afghans uh, as uh, uh, Lutmar or you can yeah, say Hindi. L- the word loot the loot. actually came from yeah. I think Persian or Hindi. Uh, loot, Pashtun. Yes, loot. Pash- uh, so you know Shashi Tharoor. Shashi Tharoor is like an Indian politician. He gave this mm-hmm. really good speech in the Harvard um, College, and he actually quoted this. The word mm-hmm. loot actually mm-hmm. came when the uh, these Muslim raiders from. Mm-hmm. Persia and Afghanistan were raiding India and the British were like he was trying to say colonization was mm-hmm. bad for India and reparations were needed and he used this term loot and mm-hmm. the British and they the English took that term from Pashtun mm-hmm. and the basically the term loot what's the word you used? Lootmar. Lootmar. What does it mean? Uh, Personal loot? A person who loots. Who loots yeah. <laughs> so that's how the word loot came to the English language. Yeah. Uh, so the these things are like always often to that. But at some points it is right, because. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't see if like uh, they were uh, Afghans were Lutmars or something like that. There should be uh, a lot of these things in Afghanistan, but we cannot find any of these things <laughs> in Afghanistan. Where are they? The English took it. <laughs> no, actually, English uh, didn't took it because uh, we did not let them in. <laughs> true, true. That's the next part. Next part. Let's move yeah. to that. We'll talk about Mughals and then we'll talk about the English and then we'll go to the All Soviet right. area. So, uh, but let me t- uh, talk about the. Uh, from India perspective view of Afghans. Okay. So, like, always, like, as you say, Khaljis. Ghaznavians or Safavians. Saf- Safavian was from the uh, ir- infra- part of Iran, which uh-huh. came from Afghanistan. Yeah. They were like went to that. But Ghaznavian, Khiljan, uh, and also Duranian, Duranid Empire, uh-huh. uh, Ahmad Shah Abdali, Abdali's empires and stuff. These were like they were not conquering India just because of uh, Lutmar or something, uh, uh, especially uh, Ahmad Shah Abdali. He uh, never wanted to conquer India, mm-hmm. and the, the not uh, he didn't want to be a conqueror. 
he wanted to be a severe from what uh, because that uh, that time they were like uh, uh, Persians like uh, from Iran uh, uh, and or something like that he was the name and he was like uh, he was the Lutmar of Afghanistan he was like <laughs> Afghanistan uh, had his own Lutmar <laughs> yeah the, the, that way and then he started from Kandahar to mm-hmm. save Afghanistan and then uh, they were like uh, that time they were no Pakistan but Pakistan was also part of Afghanistan but then at some point they they were fight between uh, Sikhs and Afghans about the territory and mm-hmm. he just came and uh, conquered and uh, all these places and gave them like uh, if you join me like uh, uh, from you will you will be safe but then it's something came with the panipat and conflict went out yeah. and then after that he never went there because he never wanted to kill or uh, something like that because he by himself Ahmad Shah Abdali he was a like a poet poet ah. he was writing poetry and he was so good in literature and he never uh, ever like uh, he was actually selected by people like them and that moment there was another guy from Kabul was selected as a king but that person did not accept the kingdom he gave it to Ahmad Shah Abdali but he said like he's a good man and he can control our, over Afghanistan he became the king and he like uh, in that period uh, it, it was like golden moments for Afghanistan and from there the united Afghanistan just became the world ah, Afghanistan was that's like first time like the concept of an Afghanistan, Afghanistan came. was came before that so like Khorasan or something like Aryan or something ah. like the concept of Afghanistan and all these things came from Ahmad Shah Abdali and um, that's the uh, uh, most respected uh, guy we, we can say or something like uh, the guy who created like the uh, imp- uh, like uh, the imperator we can say something mm. like that who was that and uh, he was not a, that bad guy as was like reflected as Lutmar. Like, <laughs> he was not a Lutmar and he did not loot anything like if you see Ghaznavian, Khildian, uh, they were also like from Afghanistan, from that part they yeah. came. And from that, I don't exactly know what they looted. And, but they, I think I can temple say they were Sarnat. temples and stuff. But we cannot find where is they. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, these things. Uh, you know, you know, depreciation. <laughs> yeah. All these stuff. Uh, Ahmad Shah Abdali, he did not uh, want it to conquer. He loved India. He loved uh, uh, Delhi. He, he, he even wrote the poetry about, uh, Delhi. about it. Like sometimes when, when uh, he was in Kandahar and he was just remembering the beautiful weather of Peshawar and the beautiful uh, 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 mountains, uh, uh, and the cold, beautiful mountains of Kashmir and the, uh, the weather of uh, Delhi. Dude, the weather of Delhi, you can't write poems anymore. <laughs> Your world right now is something different, but... <laughs> you start writing poems about Delhi right now. No. <laughs> Not a good idea. Okay. Well, I hope it will be fine. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, too. <laughs> like, I said to my Delhi friends, there's no point in quitting smoking if you're going to live in Delhi, because that's how polluted <laughs> the air is. <laughs> that's the truth. You just go on. Yeah, like, you, just, uh, you just breathe. You're yeah. like a chain smoker. You get sick automatically. Let's talk about the Mughals, because mm-hmm. from an Indian perspective, they are one of our greatest dynasties. And mm-hmm. the founder of the Mughal dynasty, Babur, actually came from... The part which is right now Uzbekistan mm-hmm. and Baburian. Baburian. They were like, uh, That's the, what you call the, it? No, Baburian is like uh, the period we call it, ah. Baburian in, uh, period. And he came and overthrew the Delhi Sultanate and mm-hmm. he set up what is like the 
until the British came, uh, the British colonized India, the biggest medieval Indian dynasty. And that is our, how do you say, golden era mm-hmm. of, you know, in terms of politically, in terms mm-hmm. of wealth, in terms of culture, all these things. That was, mm-hmm. and during that part of time, a large part of Afghanistan was also part of this Yeah, Afghanistan all, also was part of... Uh, uh Baburian and they were like as i said the, the the system which was created in afghanistan it came from afghanistan to like india and right, they made right. it and it's then very in afghanistan mm? i mean the influence of mughal architecture mm-hmm. it's very I, i would say persian but mm-hmm. you might feel it's afghani too mm-hmm. because you go to like the taj mahal the delhi fort kutub minar jantar jantar mm-hmm. mantir it it feels that Persian Islamic vibe to That's it. why we feel uh, like home going yeah. to these places than uh, in Afghanistan or somewhere else. Dude. That's why Afghans love there because when you go to like... Yeah, you feel at home, don't you? I, I feel like when you go there, you feel like that. The like uh, uh, the red the red uh, fort? the red, red fort Lal Kala Lal Kala the word Kala in Pashto means that uh, fort that, uh, fort ah and it came from Pashto, Pashto language right and um, a lot of places which are like quite similar and exactly. you cannot imagine how the same then you go to the history and say like oh yeah all right that's <laughs> like, wow, we've made it <laughs> dude this uh, by us and s- then you feel say like yeah it's, it's It's like more because in Afghanistan, because of the war and stuff, these things are not as uh, kept safe the, mm. the same way that what it was than in India. In India, it's like uh, it's really good that it they, they kept it, it the is. same way at, that it was and something. And then you like it the way it is. It is. And uh, you go there and you see this place and you feel like home. It's like, wow, this like in some point my grand great grandfather. <laughs> I'm standing in my place. <laughs> Dude, can I be honest? From a South Indian perspective, mm-hmm. this might be controversial. Mm-hmm. We feel like North India, mm-hmm. not all parts of North India, but like the Northwestern parts of North India has more in common with Pakistan mm-hmm. and to an extent Afghanistan than it has to South India. Uh, well, I guess uh, it could be. It could be if you like. Uh, uh, it is the same way as we just historically. It was th- like that. Like, There have been it, more kingdoms. Like, had... uh, it was like part. Like yeah. uh, the southern part was never been conquered by any Afghan. Uh, uh, the northern kingdoms. The, southern had different like, kingdoms, and yeah, that's why like we have different. different languages there. Yeah, and that's why it's like a lot of things. Different, uh, like. Uh, Uh, emperor went there and they built something there they built their own kala or fort something yeah. like that and they were like going down and there were the, a lot of languages exchanged cultural right. exchanges happened and the north it's like their own uh, culture their exactly. own language and stuff which is very like, similar to yours yeah that's why you feel at home there <laughs> yeah that's why it's like more closer to them and about the Pakistan let's just remove the Pakistan because Pakistan was not there in that moment when we were like exchanging language uh, cultural exchange They were like only Afghanistan and India. Yeah. Oh, I, I see your point. You think Pakistan is like came after the partition of India. Before that, yeah. there was no concept of Pakistan. There was like no concept agreed, of these agreed. things. And they were like, we were neighbors. And of course, every neighbor, they have a lot of common things and yeah. with each other. Well, if I just uh, not India, let's go to pa- uh, Iran. And uh, this part, which are we are uh, neighboring, they speak completely the same language that you cannot say he's from Iran or he's from uh, Afghanistan. Mm. 
they they speak the same way. And uh, if person comes from this part of Afghanistan to Kabul or somewhere, we call them already from Iran because you speak like them. Mm. But if and uh, uh, he's from Afghanistan, he uh, live in the place which are closer, closer to, Iran. to Iran, and uh, that's why he speaks like uh, Farsi. Uh, not Dari, but we say like speak Dari, not Farsi. <laughs> like why are you speaking Dari? Why are you from Iran or something like that? It's uh, like normal thing to happen. We they uh, the same thing. I think it's in, in Iran too. The like the places which are far away from the Afghanistan, they might be speaking different language, like not differently, but different dialect yeah. or different things, the, different jokes, different uh, sensibilities, sense of uh, humor or something like that. It might be different than uh, other things. It's the same thing. That uh, that point, there was no uh, Pakistan, and they were like neighbor, Ooh. neighbors, and we were like sharing a lot, a lot in common. And at one uh, point, yeah. same country. At one at point, some point they were like same, same country. country. Doesn't matter. The emperor was from uh, India yeah, or, or from, from Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Like it was that point, like Delhi, Peshawar, Kabul, Kandahar, Lahore, Lahore. These uh, these part were like the power centers. The powers, like always, in uh, some point from here to there, here there. It's like a lot in common. And uh, if the government of uh, uh, Pakistan could be shows a little bit of like, a, uh, how to say, like, um, n- not go to the like uh, the difference, but in common, we, we have a lot in common uh, with Pakistan because we <laughs> speak the same language. But you know what? We hate more Pakistan than uh, any other country in the world. Okay, But let's get that out of the way. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Pakistan. Let's mm-hmm. pause the history for a moment because mm-hmm. mm, let me tell from India perspective. Pakistan and Afghanistan have more in common mm-hmm. and more reasons to be friends with each other yes. than India and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Because yes. the formation of Pakistan and India was based out of, let's say, religious conflict. Yeah. So why do Afghanis, mm-hmm. all Afghanis I talk to, have nothing good to say about Pakistan. And I'm not disparaging Pakistan as mm-hmm. such. I'm just, it's an observation I made, like all Afghanis kind of bl- ha- say that Pakistan has a sense of responsibility for the state that Afghanistan is at this point of time. Could you explain why that is the case and why? Actually, uh, I wouldn't say he has responsibilities. He has something to do with their own things. Why he feels responsible for all these things. If he feels responsible, it means some, he has something to do with it, that he created these things. Well, it's like more than that. Uh, you cannot just, uh, I cannot say anything without the history. I'll just go back to history when there was no Pakistan and how Pakistan was created mm-hmm. and how this part, like we call it Durand. Till Durand now, line, yeah. Durand line. Now you, you can just invite any Afghan, like from 35 million, None Afghan will tell you we recognize uh, Pakistan as an official language, uh, official country. What? And this, you shouldn't. Wait, wait, wait! You saying you don't recognize Pakistan as a country? No. <laughs> Why? No, and uh, their way, like in some territory, which are like they have some s- signed an agreement with India, the British. But with Pakistan, we have nothing to do. <sighs> we have problem with British and the uh, stuff because. Uh, when uh, like it goes to the British when we, they, we had the first Anglo Afghan Anglo War, second and the third. So l- let's just clarify: mm-hmm. Afghanistan was never colonized by the British, no. the way India and Pakistan no. were. Afghanistan was its own separate kingdom at that time, yeah. so they were never colonized. They were never perfect. Uh, there were some uh, territories mm-hmm. were, and then uh, it stopped there, mm-hmm. and they they only stopped the war. 
to not uh, British wouldn't come at that time. And then the place that uh, the British stopped there, they made it Pakistan out of there. So, uh, but at, at that point it was India, mm-hmm. British India. Pakistan mm-hmm. only came up in fourteenth uh, of August, nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. So. At that point, you, uh, I'm trying to understand. You're mm-hmm. saying you don't recognize Pakistan. Well, I'm, that's what I'm exactly I'm doing to explain why I, I'm saying that. The Durand line, that's the line which was created by uh, British to spread uh, British India with Afghanistan. Okay. But the uh, Britons were in territory of Afghanistan, but they only made a line that we wouldn't cross. And when we leave, we will give you this territory back to you. Hmm. They did not give the territory back, but instead they created a country with the name of Pakistan. Okay. Which we don't recognize. The, the entire concept of Pakistan, Afghanistan doesn't recognize. We only want our territory back. Ah, and okay. we do not accept the Durand so line. So you don't recognize the, terri- the line, the Durand line. We do not recognize the Durand line mm. and we want our the territories which are in Pakistan. I know it's a, in, uh, right now in Afghanistan, that situation and accepting Pakistan to give them back their territory <laughs> yeah, is a, something like out of imagination something in some point but uh, because of this we are in war for 14 years like all these uh, for 40 years which like uh, Pakistan if Pakistan is not uh, uh, worried about this if there is nothing like something that I'm wrong about it then why we have war about it behind this war yeah there is Pakistan and there is the Iran line and the main point is the Durand line the Durand uh-huh. line was um, was an agreement actually, right. which was created by the person Robert Durand or something like that. The yeah, British cartographer. Yeah. Usually, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Usually, the people who draw borders between countries like ours mm-hmm. are some British dude who never came to India and just took a map, took a pencil, and drew a line. That's yeah. basically how all British borders were drawn mm-hmm. in post-colonial countries. Uh, well, let me tell you about it. The Durand about the British first and uh, second and the third. British have fought, uh, wanted to conquer Afghanistan because they want, uh, they didn't want uh, the uh, Russian Empire to come to that. And, and it I is w- called the Great Games, right? The Great Game, yeah. The Great Game. Well, I will tell you something more about it. It goes further and further all the time when you <laughs> go deep down. Well, why uh, Russia wanted to conquer Afghanistan and why this war happened and why British came to India. And uh, British came to India just because they wanted to stop Russia. And uh, Russia, why wanted to come and why British came? It was also because of Russia. It was because of the Pyotr Pyrwe, if you know. Yeah. Pyotr the first. Pyotr the first. Pyotr the first. He was the great uh, uh, emperor in the history of uh, Russia, mm. and he made it a lot of good uh, uh, changes and uh, for Russians that till now you can see it, the Saint Petersburg or yeah. something like that. It's so beautiful, and he made the Russia. A strong country like Westerner country than other. He modernized he, Russia. Yeah, modernized. And he wanted, he uh, then he saw the map of the, his country and he saw he has no uh, like uh, sea. sea. Seaports. Seaports. And he wanted to have uh, like, uh, how to say, access to that uh, sea, to Indian Sea, like from the Indian Ocean, from the. To, he wanted to conquer India in short, like, but, from that way. But just to add, at this point, the Russian Empire had Central Asia too, like yeah, Central Kazakhstan, Asia, but bordered with Afghanistan. Afghanistan was the, the second, buffer. yeah, the buffer zone of that thing. And then when British saw that in that point, oh, he's come, he's, he's coming, coming closer and <laughs> he stuff. He just come in. He just uh, conquered India. 
start like the uh, the company which company it was British the, East India Company yeah British East uh, started from there and mm-hmm. they conquered there and then slowly slowly they get to uh, Peshawar till there and then we stopped there he got like the Punjab and others and others they came to the territory of Pashtuns uh-huh. and that point like Pashtuns were like always the ruler of that land Pashtun stopped them right and and that point uh, they're like a lot of fight in Peshawar a lot of fight but they divided Pashtuns the only thing was like they divided because uh, in that territory you can say like if you see the maps where Pashtuns live Diran line is in the middle that's why there's a minority of Pashtuns in Pakistan a majority of Pashtuns in yeah. Afghanistan they, they drew the line through the middle yeah they drew the line into the middle and they wanted to just conquer all Afghanistan they couldn't then they divided them to make these forces to be divided divide and conquer classic British strategy they divided them and then they signed an agreement with the state of uh, that moment Afghanistan for uh, 100 years Mm. like for 100 years we will rule this place and we will give it back to this territory then uh, before this 100 years they created a country with the name of Pakistan and and, uh, they got the territory from India and territory from Afghanistan divided the Pashtuns there divided uh, like uh, Indians with the they created India. We did not say anything because we had an agreement with British that we after a hundred years we will take this territory. Right. Because uh, then Pakistan stuff happened seven and this uh, uh, what is it called like the agreement finished forty years before. And if you go back to history of like modern like uh, problems in Afghanistan war and all the problems start uh, after nineteen forty seven. Is it? No, no, no. No, no, not after 47, after 768. Uh, okay. And that point, the 100 years on and uh, in these things, uh, like the agreement finished and Afghanistan wanted their territory back. And Pakistan has not, not an agreement about the territory that it is like the uh, with agreement with Afghanistan now. that uh, this territory is Pakistan's. We don't have anything with Pakistan. Pakistan. We don't like, uh, we, we don't have an British agreement India. about it. Yeah. But that it doesn't exist anymore. British, like uh, Brit- uh, Britain, they say like we don't have. And the, in the Museum of uh, Britain, there is that agreement is there. And oh, it says hundred years. Oh my God. And if you go to like like uh, the territorial, I don't know, uh, court or something like that, we can get this territory back because Afghanistan never accepted uh, but to be this thing. And after that, uh, like the first, uh, um, like uh, how to say the, problem like uh, political problem what happened Pakistan uh, offered Afghanistan to sign an agreement and all the the war will finish it was with the time when the uh, the war and the communist uh, when the communist yes. was in Afghanistan uh, the uh, Muhammad Mahmoud uh, Taraki mm-hmm. he was in the uh, he was communist yeah yeah he was communist and they offered them he did not accept and he said it's uh, like uh, not my territory to give it to the people there then he uh, uh, died by his fellow uh, uh, colleague and he became the president uh, Hafiz Lamin they offered him Pakistan mm-hmm. and it's something which is not like I'm saying because I know it's something which they by themselves told uh, say that the president uh, who never lie <laughs> something like that about these things he said that the Pakistan offered us to accept Duran as an official, uh, uh, how is it, border. Uh-huh. And we did not accept because it's something like uh, never, will. It's not, it could be acceptable or something like that, but people should uh, accept it, not just the leader. Yeah. And 
Dr. Najib, Najibullah Ahmad Zai. He was the last, uh, not yeah, the last uh, president of the communist uh, period, uh, which they offered them to sign the uh, like uh, uh, the border, like the, as an official. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Afghanistan will go to the dark days, and that actually happened. And uh, Najibullah uh, did not accept. I mean, can I ask why is this territory so important? I know it's from a third-person perspective. I can ask that, but is it from as an Afghan? It's like mm-hmm. it's our land. Mm-hmm. But is fighting over this territory worth the instability that it brings to the whole country in general? I will uh, come back to it. Let me just finish it, and I will okay. tell you why it's so important. Okay. Uh, he did not accept it, and he was uh, he killed and he was hanged in Afghanistan, like. Uh, Uh, and uh, uh, how to say uh, he was hanged in Kabul a prison was the hanged. last communist president yeah yes. he was hanged by Taliban but no Taliban right now they do not accept and they say we did not do it it was mm. Pakistan's ISIS influence there mm. between us and he, we never wanted uh, the president to be killed in that way and that's the same way Pakistan in some point uh, told uh, ISIS like told them to uh, accept the border otherwise we will hang you in the one of the territory of Kabul. And he said, do whatever you want, I will never accept it. Right. And that's what the president said. And after that, the Taliban came, the Mujahideen came, and all these stuff, all the president, all the president, when the ruler came, they offered them, n- not of them, even top, uh, Taliban's were like trained there in Pakistan, Mujahideen were trained there, and they gained the power. Again, they uh, as an official uh, like a person who rules Afghanistan uh, offered them to accept as a sign to the, this territory did not accept it. The president from after like the new government after 9-11 and 2001 they came, Hamad Karzai, he was offered not one, two, but ten times that if you want to finish this conflict, sign an agreement with Pakistan to finish this conflict. He did not accept. After that, when it was like another election, And the only question was the uh, people were answering, what if you become the president? Will you accept the uh, Durant line? And none of them, they say, no, we wouldn't accept. Now the people of Afghanistan, they say like that these Taliban's which were like more uh, pro-Pakistan, like a uh, uh, policy and uh, pro, uh, which were like always sub- they had support from Pakistan and Pakistan shows more support to them just because that maybe this uh, government, government might accept it like the, this government will accept Durand and that's why people were they'd never be they never uh, afraid of any government because people are like they were living in some worse points and that this will pass too but they are more afraid that uh, this uh, territory will uh, Taliban will accept this territory uh, because Pakistan is so going to the UN telling them accept the Taliban's official government yeah. asking them making these things and showing all these things just because so uh, they will accept the Duran line they, declaration they, they hope so they will do so but it's in actually Pakistan, mm-hmm. in Pakistan actually wants to legitimize this government because they think they might sign that yes okay. and why is this territory so important, uh, important? yeah that's a question This is your land. Like uh, we do not want the people. If that even so, the other part of the peoples, most of them also. You might don't know about the PTM movement, which means Pashtun Tahfuz movement, which leader know. is uh, Manzur Pashtin. Uh, it's also like uh, it's in Pakistan, but it's it's against the uh, Pakistani like, government. Gom, it's not like against. It's like in the peace movement, uh-huh. something like that, 
who says like it's so pressure on Pashtuns in that uh, in this part, and they are always kept aside from the political issues. Right. They never like the it was a good place, and now it's become a, a what is it called like a, the a place which are Taliban's and all the terrorists were are being uh. Uh, trained here, and they were using these people and all is like Pashtuns in that in Pakistan. They were always kept aside, and there was no moving. If I say what they did with Pashtuns, even if it's their territory, why Baloch and Pashtuns? Uh, Pakistan is made of Balochistan. I heard of yes. Uh, Pakistan is made out of uh, three, pro- uh, four provinces. If I say Punjab, Punjab Sindh, Pashtunkhwa, Khaybar Pakhtunkhwa, and uh, Balochistan. Uh-huh. Baloch, they do not want to be part of uh, Pakistan. Pashtuns, they do not want to be part of Pakistan because. They they were uh, they were from Afghanistan like they were Baloch too Baloch too yeah okay and uh, Pashtuns too Pashtuns of course they were like they call themselves till now and their how uh, say national identity card they call uh, they wrote themselves Afghans ah even though it's like national identity of Pakistan they wrote like uh, the nationality Afghan um can I just interject and ask this question it's kind of contradictory mm-hmm. for the Pakistani Let's let's call it the Pakistani government interest mm-hmm. to support the uh, the Taliban because, like we said earlier, Taliban is a majority Pashtun-based movement, mm-hmm. and they want wouldn't they want a united Pashtun land or the Pashtuns in Afghanistan and Pashtuns in Af- uh, Pakistan to be together? But they are supporting the Pakistan government who wants to divide officially that. So isn't there like a contradiction there? Exactly. What's the people of like people? Uh, sometimes they support and sometimes they don't. It's because of these things. Sometimes they support. They say like maybe they speak Pashto. They are Pashtuns. They are like always like doing this and thing. But then if the uh, Taliban show a little bit uh, uh, like closer and stuff that what Pakistan says and they do, they get uh, angry. That why? Mm. They are Pakistan is the uh, is the country who wants this division, line, division, uh, and uh, to be accepted as official. And the um, uh, Pakistani government doesn't do uh, uh, even good to Pashtuns uh, in Pakistan too, or something like that. And uh, they are supporting their government, and that government supports them. That's why the people don't accept them as um, right. official government, and they are not happy with it. Right from the top. The only thing, the only thing, the problem with pa- uh, the. Taliban in Afghanistan nowadays, like right now it is, if they accept these same things, I will show my support like with them. They don't let the girls go to the school and uh, and they show more support, like they, they, they are like uh, being so close to Pakistan and stuff. They let them, these two things happen. So all Afghans will just accept them and we, they, we have no problem. With the Taliban in with power? With the Taliban, with the girls and with Pakistan. Okay. We will just get back to that. I just want to. There's one particular part we, but we are kind of limited in time. So I want you to like explain quickly the communist part of Afghanistan because um, it's really strange because Afghanistan became communist just like that out of nowhere. Where did communism come to Afghanistan? Well, it uh, as I told you, it's uh, Peter Perry once like wrote down that we need to go to India, and for that we have to just go through. Uh, Central Asia, Afghanistan, then to Pakistan, uh, India. And they were, then they they wanted that uh, a government who, like how they uh, they got uh, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, all the countries. 
they put it a party there, communist party, then helped them to gain the power, and from that power they uh, they got it. Right. Today. And that was the same uh, policy what they wanted to. They uh, created a uh, communist uh, party in Afghanistan, inside Afghanistan, and that uh, party uh, got uh, like uh, got the power and after killing the president and their whole country, uh, whole. Uh, family and this party was like funded supported by the USSR it was like yes exactly mm. and then they got the power and they were like so strict and the first of all and they they were like doing what uh, communist uh, uh, country is doing and people in some point they were like uh, not thinking so much but they were like also not spreading the uh, like the the main idea of uh, <laughs> the communists is like no religion but in Afghanistan they, they cannot do that and uh, uh, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, all the country, they banned going to the masjids and they banned uh, madrasas, too. madrasas too. But Afghanistan, they didn't do that thing. They were like, all people were doing the same way. And even them, they were like, sometimes moments, they were like uh, praying as others. There was not such a th- thing. Right. But still, um, when Rish- Russians came inside so and th- they brought th- their own like tanks and uh, yeah. got the control. Let's jump to that. This mm-hmm. happened in 1979. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, 1962, they got the power. The communists. Yeah, communists. But Russia Russia's, invaded. Yeah, it was like 1978. 1978. The war started. So, and they, they came before that, like they, like after Hafiz al-Amin uh, like got the power and the Hafiz al-Amin got uh, some support and got some connections with the CIA of America uh-huh. and uh, Russia, like uh, like USSR in that USSR moment, that time. understood that and there, like, uh, they brought themselves a new president and killed uh, Hafiz al-Amin uh-huh. and uh, put it, uh, Babra Karmal, to the power. And that thing happened uh, on the side of people like Afghanistan. Then they understood ooh, who is the owner of this uh, government and who is uh-huh. supporting this. And after that, people started like, no, 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 no. not going to happen. Not going to happen. This it, it's really interesting because uh, the like we started with the graveyard of empires, mm-hmm. Mongols, mm-hmm. British. And now the Russians, I mean, the USSR communists. Mm-hmm. So and at that point, USSR was the uh, like greater uh, power and even more than uh, America in that mm, point. Th- that's debatable, but at that point they were relevant, SSSR. Mm-hmm. At, and when they did come into Afghanistan, it, the war lasted 10 years. Mm-hmm. And what from what I read, it has been like, that's where the trouble started for Afghanistan. Yes. Ooh, and obviously the Russians didn't win. The Russians had to leave. Eight mm-hmm. ninety eighty nine, and a few years after that, the Soviet Union collapsed. So Afghanistan is seen as one of the precursors Reasons, yeah. to the collapse of the Soviet Union. But more on, we we don't want to stick upon that. Uh, my question is, w- when that power vacuum happened, when the Soviets left, mm-hmm. and during the time of the Soviets, that is where the foundations of the Taliban were formed. Yes, that particular well, uh, era. The foundation. Uh, could I just yeah. finish that? So could you just explain to me why? At that point of time, were the Taliban, did people support the Taliban? Mm-hmm. And why the after the Soviets left, the Taliban just took over the entire country? And, you know, why did things go become so bad? Oh, well, let me tell you, after well, the war started and the Russian left, and there was a government of Dr. Najib. Mm. Uh, 
which was like uh, he was after the Russians left. He was facing troubles from Mujahideens who were like fighting Russians. Could you define a Mujahideen, please? Uh, Mujahideen, uh, the word Mujahid is someone who fights for because of Islam, mm-hmm. because of the religion. And uh, Mujahid is uh, Mujahideen in that point were like savior of the land on the or the motherland or the person okay. who were like like a patriot, like patriot, but based on it. Islamic principles. Yes, okay. Islamic principles. And uh, they fought it uh, against the uh, uh, Soviet Union. They were like trained in uh, Pakistan, funded by America, mm-hmm. and they fought it. And after when uh, 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 Russians left, the some leaders were like uh, puppets of uh, uh, Pakistan and plus uh, CIA. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have control because America wanted their own control. But then when the uh, uh, USSR left, we had our own government. Uh, uh, Najib uh, Najibullah was the president. And he was like uh, ha- facing troubles from Mujahideen. And he showed a lot of like uh, debates with, uh, with them that why you are you're fighting against the government. This right. is the Afghan government. We have no, uh, we are no connection with the USSR anymore. Right. Why you would want? Just because they, uh, that's uh, what CIA and... Uh, uh, ISI wanted and ISI offered uh, Dr. Najib if you don't want trouble then sign an agreement he did not accept it that's why the Mujahideen took control and the, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Najib gave the power to them peacefully nothing happened and he was he alive he gave the power to them he gave the, the power to Mujahideen Mujahideen after like fight with the uh, USSR they gained the power they had their own prison but inside Mujahideen the fight started they between did, them between them Ah. The the uh, the fight that we had with the Afghanistan was not destroyed because of uh, uh, the Kabul or other major cities were not destroyed because of fight with the USSR, but fight between these Mujahideens, which are like in the Kabul. Inside Kabul, there were no Mujahideen, no Americans, and nothing else. They were fighting each other. They were like uh, shooting uh, rockets to each other. What, what were the differences? Why did the Mujahideen because fight each other? Because each one of the leaders wanted to become the, the, the president. Understood, understood. Yeah, and they wanted more power or more influence in the government that they had. From that point, like they saw, and they, uh, D- uh, Dr. Najib was alive in that moment. Then uh, another group was founded and uh, trained by CIA and the ISI in uh, in uh, in Pakistan, and uh, they they gained the power. But no, the Taliban, the by own like again like later on they were like founded and trained by CIA and Pakistan. But be- before that, in Kandahar, uh, which uh, Mujahideen's government were there, and they were like uh, showing, so dis- they were so dis- uh, disrespectful with the people, and they were not governing and stuff uh, the country very well. Where it started, the Taliban movement. The Taliban, the leader of Taliban, uh, who Omar. was there, uh, Mullah Muhammad Umar Mujahid, the mm-hmm. full name you can Mullah say. Mullah Muhammad Umar It is the uh, most uh, six M's in, <laughs> in Mullah Muhammad <laughs> uh, Muhammad Umar Umar Mujahid. It's like six yeah. M's in the M M&M. Yeah. Six to two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was uh, just uh, this word Talib means, means student. student. He was a student in Madrasa and in their village uh, there was a wedding which uh, Mujahideen stopped the, that uh, car and raped the bride and killed the others. From there, the Talib, that, uh, uh, that Mullah Muhammad, 
he stood up and told the, the, uh, his friends because they say like this government is uh, uh, sorry but shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he started the fighting against this from own village then to the city and then two three months he, con- uh, he just uh, got uh, a lot of more support from the people because right. the people were also they wanted something good happen after leaving Russia uh, USSR and this government was like fighting with each other right. they just came to Kabul and they all just uh, escaped to uh, Tajikistan some to Pakistan everybody likes to run to Tajikistan even the ca- last president flew to yeah. Tajikistan right and because it's close <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you, they go to Pakistan it's like uh, India there we, we are like, ah, my place there too. <laughs> I'll come after you right. uh, they all escaped and the Mullah Muhammad Umar he gained the power And it's all because started and people were so happy because of them. At the, initially the, when the Taliban first, came to power. Yeah, came to the power because Mujahideen, they were fighting, they were killing people and because of the power. It's not something that people wanted to. But at this point, there was one group which had control of the entire country, the Taliban. Mm-hmm. They were like only one, only one leader, only one guy. They were like uh, uh, fully Sharia, fully like covered and everything was so... They were, they were uh, Taliban's were so honest about everything. And that point, if honest in the sense, uh, they were like just doing everything. Like uh, they were so religious and so like uh, believers. Okay. And they were like, if you be a true believer and true religious, you're a good guy. Like because religion never uh, teaches you something bad. And they but, were really. Uh, but they carry around Kalashnikovs and yeah. weapons. And uh, would, would that be the ideal good person? As per religion? No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. They were uh, Taliban's in that moment, like uh, when uh, there's another group who's like carrying Kalashnikov and killing you, and then another guy who's like carrying Kalashnikov but defending you. It's a big difference. True. It's like there are lots of uh, like police are also like uh, carrying uh, weapons mm, with them. Right. You uh, give them the, the concept of bad person. I but understand. No, but you feel uh, secure when the, that kind of person is there. Right. I know, like we are not, uh, we had uh, not that good. Uh, Taliban's were not that uh, good in economics and stuffs that they they could have a uniform something. But they were like r- uh, moving with. Still now they are moving with their traditional clothes, but Kalashnikov with themselves. But uh, at that point they were like that. Uh, let me tell you how the the security were that uh, moment tight. That they, you know, like uh, exchange money and, and uh, some points. The people are there who like carrying their uh, different monies with them, dollars and. Afghanistan, you want to exchange a dollar to Afghanistan, something like that. When it's time to pray, they were leaving themselves on the street and going to the pray. And nobody was like, want, uh, will uh, just uh, take the money off of it. Because they were afraid of Taliban, because Taliban were like uh, responsible for the security and stuff. Were the people okay with that? People were okay with that. But the only thing, the minus, uh, I will tell you, that education of the uh, girls. Why are they so against that? Education of girls? I mean, mm-hmm. There are a lot of Muslim countries, which I, I, I don't know if they follow Sharia law per mm-hmm. se, but their girls going to school is completely all right. Uh, Taliban's Why? are like more not religious, but more cultural also. Like in some villages, maybe in India too, they don't let girls to go to the uh, True, school. in some villages. Why? Yeah. Because it's not like they, were, they might be not Muslims, but they don't let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some remote villages that is possible, even Why? in India. Why? It's like Because they consider it a kind of like a threat to the power structure if women get educated, if women start asking questions, if women... No, 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 no. In I villages, they wouldn't even uh, think about it. The more I women's... think that's the reason. 
uh, the reason there they they feel uh, women's their honor as they say like this yes. is the honor yes uh, and they say I heard if, that if, word if, a lot if, too if you uh, they go there to the uh, society there are many bad guys which uh, they can get uh, raped they they can be uh, like people will do something to them all the, the these these things of uh, that they, that they mentality are, is there in the India too yes the, that that's the mentality of Taliban too because uh, they will say like you're s- securing our honor and that's the way we we are letting now they say like uh, these Taliban's they say uh, that we are letting girls to be educated but spirited but from the boys separate from the boys but for that we need time to make different schools yes so go. but I think behind that there is this threat that they feel if women get educated and start asking questions why is our system like this why is our system like that it would be a threat to their power structure no, a, it could be but uh, I think still we have that kind of woman there and still they are asking uh, Taliban's these things asking what about like why you not every day it's like every uh, uh, like the there's a spokesman of Taliban like every week he gives the, the speech to the um, reporters and uh, there's only one question there when girls will go to the schools back it's a really relevant question yeah and uh, they always say give us time <laughs> that's they so can i just ask an economical question because mm-hmm. when you research on taliban i'm sorry afghanistan mm-hmm. you end up in the op Afghanistan and the world economy in general mm-hmm. where at one point in the 90s and 2000 Afghanistan produced 75 to 90% of the entire illegal heroin production yeah. in the world in the world so Afghanistan is not known for like exporting a lot of other things but heroin is one thing number one it is a number one yeah what uh, is the dynamics I'm so curious because let me just add one caveat as per if if the Taliban are so religious mm-hmm. I think all intoxicants are haram. Haram mm-hmm. means forbidden by Islam. So why is heroin trading okay with the Taliban? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about that. Uh, uh, trading, uh, these things are not uh, allowed. But uh, in, uh, when it was time from 1996 till 2001, the uh, amount of uh, production of uh, opium and all these things were zero. Um, I that's not what I found in my research. Well, you have to search about it. I will. From 1996, when Taliban's were there, this amount was zero. Mm-hmm. It started from zero to number one in the world in the 2000s. After 2000, 2000 till uh, like uh, till now. Right. In that period, who was in charge? The United States, but. That's also a question. It did increase. That I'll agree. The, the rate of open production increased during the time of the U.S. occupation. But I, I, ca- I can't say that the Taliban time, it was no. From uh, what I did my mm-hmm. research on. Maybe you feel different. Uh, well, uh, I was in Afghanistan and I, I knew how Taliban, uh, how Taliban's react with these things. And uh, I have friends who uh, were in Afghanistan all the time of, uh, when I was there, smoking, drinking, and all these things, even though like we are like Muslim countries, uh, country, and these things are prohibited. But there are people like uh, 
youngs and they're like they want to try some, yeah, some <laughs> stuff, drinks stuff. yeah the the government is like kind of or like the police and they say they were kind of okay with it and uh-huh. like when uh, a small stuff and a big uh case they of course they will be like uh things but with talibans it's not okay uh-huh. they cannot smoke any any of cigarettes is okay but more than cigarettes you cannot smoke if you smoke they'll make your face black and they'll just uh, move uh, you and they'll all, humiliate you they publicly humiliate you. and that's how they you can stop it and that's what they were doing from 1996 to 2001 okay no smoking no drugs no drinking all these things were prohibited okay they were no like nobody could uh, even produce these things to it until now they are like nobody is like even dare to do these things because talibans are so strict with these things they are strict with everything like with these things they are so strict and also from the 2001 and to, uh, till now which was like so increased and the main point it was in territories uh, the production was in territories of uh, talibans and talibans uh, why it, it happened and why that time like taliban were okay with it because uh, the government they were like fighting with government even though the uh, there were like uh, nato forces in afghanistan for 20 years it was it was not only one country two three there were 40 countries yeah. uh, in afghanistan and they couldn't even control all over afghanistan there was always like 50% war government and 50% taliban were uh, having control and the government had uh, uh, funded by nato by us from all, all over the world but uh, taliban they had no uh, support from any country and still they were like fighting and they, the only resource they were like getting were from opiums right. and that's why they were okay with it and the only buyer were uh, americans so that was like i'm having a business with you but in the at the same time i'm i'm having like a, a fight with you too but the benefit they were taking were all uh, not to afghans but to the americans because they are too big uh, business in the world the business of like these things what uh, production of cars this is small Weapons. business weapon and uh, drugs. drugs they're too big if you see uh, in the percentage you can see that 20 20 everything 80% mm. others are the uh, the weapons and the drugs they are the biggest uh, uh, business in the world that it can happen and both of them were controlled by america and why you see america being in the number one in economics everywhere because they were doing not doing business in other small things like cars productions other thing productions but in the industrial, industrial complex they were like buying these drugs with a uh, like low price from talibans because it was the only income of talibans in that period and they were selling in the big uh, uh, international uh, market, market and the, the all the benefits like 99% uh, of the benefit uh, goes back to americans there were no afghans who was uh, av- involved in this business or stuff who were actually making money from the business it was just poor farmers who had poor nothing else to like s- nothing sell. to do like to sell and they were like they wanted something to eat yeah yeah nothing. from the farmers farmers like perspective i like, can understand because there's yeah. there's no other agricultural options there yeah and uh, it's not only the us government i just say it's like international mafia who were doing this too because the us also like they were like spending money on the finishing this thing too but then there was another black market too and the black mafia or mafia that they they were like uh, uh doing these things interesting do you know what's interesting like over the past few years the rise of synthetic opium has gone up 
mm-hmm. and it's it's more easier to make mm-hmm. so you don't actually need to grow opium anymore to actually make opium Whoa. maybe afghanistan became a you know started to lose this financial appeal for the people That's who are making That's why they left <laughs> Yeah th- you can look at it from that angle too but mm-hmm. you know I'm not drawing any conclusions mm-hmm. so we're in our last 15 minutes so mm-hmm. I just want to go into something let's jump a little bit mm-hmm. The things that happened over the past few months did you guys actually think that it would have happened like uh, you guys knew that one day the Americans were going to leave Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, we believed that we, we knew it that Amer- America went the time we were like we just waiting and watching that yeah. how they will leave cuz America couldn't stay there cuz America first five years they were thinking yeah we, we came to yeah <laughs> Afghanistan Afghanistan like all right coming to Afghanistan is not a big deal going from Afghanistan <laughs> is a big deal True. you came here it's like a big canyon like you just uh, you come there and going up is like just searching way how can i just yeah, leave this yeah. place and actually afghanistan is the place whoever wants to like uh, uh, like you you can just say like russia is also russia also like you start just thought going to afghanistan is not easy it's easy it's just they, they just came to afghanistan random dudes like, with clash yeah. in some villages you can it's not How a real they, army that's, yeah, that's like, the pretense uh, the, the british also like they, they thought about this and also like uh, the same way it's like coming to afghanistan is not a big deal going from afghanistan was so big, big deal and from the first 10 years america like us and nato they were all so happy then they understood leaving is uh, how they were like just searching the way how to leave from afghanistan right they were like uh, because uh, once barack obama said we need to leave afghanistan 2009 like, uh, yeah then they say like uh, george bush one this one say like uh, it's time to leave yeah we will be done our job we will but then they say no we will stay then the uh, trump trump they say trump like, actually s- did what he said <laughs> trump do you know when i started to know about i do can i be honest i thought that taliban didn't exist after the americans came because that's the that's the narrative that was being spread oh afghanistan is a free state there's no taliban left here that was not to being said in all media houses do you well, know when i started exactly. to notice yeah did know all, all they all lied. Yeah. But George Bush, Barack everybody, Obama, like, mission Trump, accomplished. Biden. Everything is done here. But do you know? Last year, I started mm-hmm. hearing in BBC, America, Trump is negotiating with the Taliban in Doha. That's when I said, like, isn't the Taliban like that's Sudan? Yeah, and they gone. But and why is the America negotiating with the Taliban? Because America just we don't negotiate with terrorist policy. So that's when this whole Taliban thing mm-hmm. caught my attention again. And then one year later. Taliban in power. The power because uh, that's the main point that's like expect you. that as a citizen of Taliban I mean sorry why am I confusing <laughs> it Jesus as a citizen of Afghanistan Stanfan did you expect the Taliban to come back uh we did not expect it like the Taliban will came and uh, that soon they will come but yeah. it, we were not even accepting this government this government to be because we believe this government is backed by US and uh, and once US, US left it he flew to Tajikistan yeah. and uh, also like we we asked a lot of so the only like idea when the uh, well let me tell you after like uh, 2001 when Hamid Karzai was in power he was so supporter of US and because uh, because of US he came there till 2006 
after 2006, he started saying ab- against the uh, yeah. U.S. and telling them to just leave uh, the government and don't do anything without asking the permission. He got changed. Yeah, he changed. Not like changed. And he started speaking Afghan language. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, he was speaking English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> democracy. Yeah. And after this that, he, like, uh, he said, like, he gave them like advice. Don't do that. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's not good for your health. <laughs> the Then the uh, like uh, the election happened. Uh, elections were like two presidents, uh, two uh, candidates there. Uh, one was Muhammad Ashraf Ghani and the second was Abdullah Abdullah. And the, they asked both, like, uh, what if uh, US uh, leaves? Because that's the main supporter. He gives the yeah. uh, salary of the army. He exactly. gives the support, all the serves and NATO. What will happen? And he gives really good, quite a good uh, ideas. Uh, he said, like, we have good, uh, like, neighbors. Like, we we can have all the trades goes through Pakistan to India and from with China and also that's part with the Central Asia and with Iran. We have, if you have good connections or you have good land and stuff, we can continue. And that's uh, exactly, it should be the same way. People really like that idea. And him by self, like, it, that, that's the best idea that we wanted, like, uh, to leave uh, Russia, uh, US, and that's we... Uh, and we, we make not, trades we with India, China, a, and two or three. Yeah. But people didn't expect, expected him to be the government. People didn't expect the Taliban to, like, come in and... Yeah, because uh, uh, we want somebody who was educated, who can really had that thing to do something. Right. And that when uh, the government was backed by America, the bad thing was he w- it was backed by America. But the good point was that he was giving, uh, like the government was uh, able to uh, educate the people, right. create schools, send uh, like uh, students to other universities, kind of universities abroad. abroad, everywhere. That was the good things. Girls were like allowed to go to educations and all this stuff. That was the good point. But the bad point was like uh, in major uh, uh, like uh, things like uh, decisions were like uh, they were uh, having this consult the United States with the United States. People didn't like this. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was like 50-50. One was supporting government, the second yeah. was supporting Taliban. Taliban were, they were supported but because they are they are free and they don't. They have no support. But even between them, they and they are like different types of Taliban's, like the supporters of them, because they are backed by Pakistan. We don't like Pakistan because of their own. Yeah, line. even Taliban has like, divisions between themselves. Yeah, th- th- these are the divisions that they, they didn't like, and the people were confused. What will happen? They, they knew it. Like uh, America wouldn't be here because th- that's the historical way. We now this who is next? We're just we're uh, America. Who is next? <laughs> Come. Who is next, actually? Uh, might if be I, China. If I ask you that question, <laughs> China? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like Habib Nurgamad. Like, we are here. Who's next? <laughs> no. Okay, so let's let's pause on that. Mm-hmm. Let's. I want two questions which have been mm-hmm. asked from the audience. One is, are you afraid of going back to Afghanistan? Mm, no. Do you have any reason to be afraid? Do you think the Taliban will be like, no problem, you're a normal dude come back mm-hmm. you just have to live by our principles is that what's going to happen when you go back yeah it's it's, it's exactly like I, if I go there uh, I'm not afraid of Taliban's because they are the people who speak with me in my language and uh, they are doing the same way which we're like doing for the last 20 years like only in major cities some changes are, have happened culturally mm. and the other things it's the same way 
they are not letting the, I have my own uh, like opinions like uh, which I'm against them like I don't like them I can say them to their face too you can yeah people are saying every day <laughs> yes but they're also you know you're saying to someone holding a kalashnikov which well what uh, if you're from a different country and you say that you might be get shot but uh, as an afghan no <laughs> okay <laughs> because we have if you're same... a tourist going to afghanistan <laughs> keep your thoughts about female education to yourself <laughs> otherwise yeah, you get so- don't interrupt with inner things because that's how it's all like with the inner things it's uh, even once uh, the president of uh, uh Tajikistan like late they say like you're not letting Tajiks be in the government mm-hmm. you're fully portion and stuff stuff Taliban send like uh, the group of 10 uh, Talib uh, Talibans in the border of Pakistan and then after that the foreign minister of uh, Russia went to Tajikistan and he said like keep calm <laughs> we don't want problems in this no, area he sent 10 Talibans to the border of Pakistan or Tajikistan Tajikistan, ah, Tajikistan. Okay. only 10 uh, <laughs> Talibs and that Talibs were like those who can uh, just uh, uh, how to say suicide bombs oh my god Jesus. and then he said that's enough for you do you want more <laughs> and then after that he didn't do any statement about Talibans so uh, uh As so Afghans, you, uh, all you don't Afghans, have fear. You don't have fear. Afghans, they are not afraid of die. Like all Afghans, if you just uh, point the gun or something like that, they'll say we're born to die. <laughs> But you're somebody. You're not killing me. It's the God who kills me. And if you, mm-hmm. you're the like uh, reason, I'm not afraid. Oh. And you can say anything that. And the Taliban knows that, and they 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 cannot do any about it, anything about it. And. Uh, I'm not afraid to go back there, but I'm afraid to go and do what to do there because economical situation is not good. There's not a system that I can go and fit in the system and make it better. True. First of all, there should be a system. If I, I could make a system, I'll go and make that system to run uh, for the people, not for the Taliban, because I have more and different uh, thoughts and ideas with them. Then I'm not a supporter of Taliban or something like that. For the people, if I can do anything, I can create a system, uh, especially that uh, nowadays we need is economical system. Right. Because we don't have, no- we have nothing. Right. We only have like uh, the like a military government is there, but and other there's no nothing. Agency, there's nothing there's working. Nothing there. There's right. no work, and the people are so uh, they are, they don't worry about who who will be in charge of government, but they they want uh, they just want to live their normal the, life, normal life, and the food on their table. table. If I go there, if I can find the food on my table, I'm not afraid. <laughs> But if I go there, there are lots of my friends and my schoolmates and those who are like working and now they are jobless. And uh, whenever they, I call them and ask them, they say, for right now, it's not not good a good time. idea to come because we are like jobless and <laughs> exactly. sitting home doing nothing. Well, Paiman, we are almost to the end, and we are. Oh at my the god! End. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just started. Ah, oh, really? <laughs> Well, Perman, um I want you to conclude by telling the audience, as an Afghan, mm-hmm. Afghan, I didn't say Afghanistani, I said Afghan, Afghan yeah. as an That's Afghan right. who had to go through this really difficult time, mm-hmm. what, do, do you, what do you have to tell to the audience, the hope for the future? Uh, the hope for the future is like, um, let me see it here, guys. Uh, Afghanistan is not only like Taliban, not only war, not only these things. There are a lot of beautiful places. I can promise you, even right now, like Taliban are there, 
if you want to go to there, I can go with you and show the those all Afghanistan's cause deal deal because <laughs> right now I feel and as I can see and I can see on my history, Instagram histories my friends are going to the cities where uh, when uh, and that time like the government and the NATO forces were there they couldn't mm. and now they can go because they feel uh, safe now because there is no competition with the government with the country right. uh, governing the country and uh, who will be in the power there are only uh, Taliban and uh, with the they cannot just Taliban's or not like they are I know like tourist groups and some points they were and now they are like in the power they are not that uh, uh, how to say crazy or mad that you just go somewhere and you just shot you huh something like that if you just go to there I promise I can go with you to Afghanistan and I can show you the whole beautiful places and pointers which are there uh, you have to see that I <laughs> want to but I'm not sure right now is the time but in the future i hope that i will be able to visit afghanistan and of course more yeah. people will be able to visit afghanistan and see afghanistan for more than just what the news shows you yeah like, exactly the, what what news news is uh, they are doing their job like they they have to show you war yeah. and stuff because yeah. you wouldn't see in a, uh, in a news show or like a political show something like oh today we went to uh, like a some place in uh, Bandakarha in Kabul mm. it's a beautiful place people come to visit here and just uh, to, or to this park it's a beautiful blah 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 and stuff right. no they will show you the things they will get the viewer and they get the salary out of it today a bomb blast happened exactly, Kabul. exactly. Today, this thing happened because that's uh, the media and shows like the normal days of a pupil they wouldn't show you well well I hope this media through this media you learn something new about Afghanistan and with that we end the first episode of season <laughs> two. Oh my god Paiman thank you so much I learned so much you know more about India than me <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that and I hope that one day at one point in my life I'll be able to come to Afghanistan and For I hope sure. you'll be there to yeah, show me around. I, I, I will that will be another I, I don't know there will be like how it will be but uh, I promise you will like it. I definitely yeah. hope so. Thank you I so much. I will be but you will like it. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being my guest. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.